Hello and welcome to WARF Radio. Today we will be calling the undefeated Collingwood Magpies taking on the sixth placed Western Bulldogs, tongue twister, but we're here anyway. We're at the Holden Setup or affectionately known as Olympic Park Oval. It's a beautiful sunny day, a great day for some VFLW football. Of course, no crowds allowed today in light of the COVID-19 restrictions around Victoria, but we're so glad you could join us for live coverage. Later on, we'll be on the AFL Victoria YouTube channel as well so you can also watch the live stream when we come on there as well but for now thanks for joining us at WARF Radio my name is Julia Montesano I'm joined by three other amazing brilliant commentators one of them is my fellow play-by-play caller Lauren Borden Lauren how are you very good Julia very good to be out here at Olympic Park today Lovely. And we've got our match analyst today. One of them is Katie Lambeski. When she's not doing soccer, she's calling us. She's joining us in VFLW land. And Katie, you're here today. And I'm no longer bouncing off the walls in anticipation <laughs> and, or going stir-crazy in lockdown life. But good to be back out and not a moment too soon, really. Beautiful day for it. Um, good to be with you all. Once again, looking forward to an absolute cracker. Absolutely. And our last, our final match, match analyst and we always say the best to last, but we're all the best, so <laughs> we're all we're all having a bit of fun here today. Um, Elise Collette, our favourite die-hard demon, is here calling the Collingwood, Collingwood of the Dogs today. Elise, how are you going? Morning. Thank you. Thank you for... Um, I'm a bit out of practice this morning, but yeah, grateful to be here and... Yeah, it should be a good game. It should be a cracking game. Obviously, Collingwood undefeated at the top of the table, so they're going along very smoothly. But the Bulldogs are also... They've had a bit of an up and down season, but they can challenge a good side on a good day. So we're looking forward to the challenge here today at Victoria Park. But, of course, we haven't played football for three weeks, so we're all hanging to get back into the commentary box. But I can only imagine the players are so excited to get out there. I mean, Katie, you obviously played a bit of footy yourself. And how, how is it having that much time off does it hurt your body does it is it really hard to get back yeah yeah it does I mean the longer the longer you're away from it the, the harder it is to get back I mean okay a month it's not the worst situation to be in because you're at that time where you probably need that break that mid-season sort of break where you're a little bit jaded you're a little bit tired gives you a bit of a rest but at the same time nothing beats actually staying competitive staying warm staying in the mode so makes for a fascinating dynamic for the rest of the season really who can get back on track who can adjust to that um, but yeah should make for a you know, fascinating dynamic tonight uh, today and throughout the rest of the few weeks yeah because I don't think fitness will have dropped I think every, all the players would have been out there doing their yeah. fitness and their running and all those sorts of pro- programs but yeah. I think it'll be the actual whether it's the skills or even I guess you get a little bit of tired when you're going up for marks and kicking and being thrown to the ground it's that yes. sort of fitness that obviously over three weeks you, you can't really yeah. replicate that so it'll be interesting to see probably as we get to the you know latter halves of each quarter if um, how players are going with just that tired nature of being thrown to the ground having to get back up and do it all over again yeah because like they've probably been given like programs and things to um to to do while while during lockdown but yeah it when you're not used to being thrown around and tackled it it bloody hurts so (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how that affects both sides and even the game sense even the game sense sort of stuff that just that sort of bond like knowing where each other are going to run knowing that sort of those leading patterns those running patterns even at stoppages there's definitely some work to be done now I don't know how much work they've done together as groups but yeah I mean it's only been a return to training of about a week hasn't it yeah they would have had what maybe three sessions at most indeed indeed I think in the first for the players perspective I think take that first hit 
it's going <laughs> to hurt and it's going to hurt like hell, but you're going to get your second win and it's going to be okay. So, you know, act like you've been here before, huh? You know, it's just, I think that's the motto for a yeah. lot of these players today. In saying that, we have had three weeks <laughs> off, obviously. Um, is this really the best chance for the Bulldogs to maybe topple Collingwood? I mean, we all kind of thought Collingwood would go through the season undefeated. They've been unstoppable, but having three weeks off, few rusty bodies, all their, most, a lot of AFLW stars from Collingwood are out today. We've still got a couple coming back in, but it's more of the younger brigade. So is it a big chance for the Bulldogs to maybe cause an upset here? No better time than now. No better yeah. time than now, surely. Um, the Bulldogs have been very hit and miss, very mercurial, have pulled out some great results and some also some ones that have just set them back. But as a program, you know, at AFRW, BFRW level, there's no denying that they're strong. So, um, yeah, get, you have some... AFLW plays some talent in today. Bala Grant coming back in. Naomi Ferris, who I think is playing her first first AFLW game for this season. So, yeah, definitely to give that runoff halfback, I think that's going to be really important. There's a lot of players there. There's a lot of talent in there as well. And, um, of course, the fascinating story of Danielle Marshall, which I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) I was about to mention, Danny. It'll be interesting to see... So, well, we'll come back to Elise in a second. But with the story with Danielle Marshall, she obviously, um, well, not obviously, maybe but maybe people don't know, um, unfortunately got delisted from the Western Bulldogs AFLW program. Um, she's obviously from America, um, played for Arizona over there in the US AFL. Shout out to Brian Barrish for listening, by the way. Hello, legend. Um, but Danielle Marshall obviously lost her spot on the list, but she's still playing for the VFLW team today. So for me, that takes real courage and, and real bravery to play for a team that's just kind of dumped you. Hopefully it's a case of they had to get rid of a certain number of players and they'll redraft her, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how she responds and, yeah, time will tell whether it's a case of it, it's culture that's kept kept her there or, like it has with a few of the Richmond girls that have been delisted that have stuck around at port or it's a case of you've, you're going to get a spot. We just had to delist you because we've got to turn over 10% of the list or whatever the figure is. She's a known goal kicker as well, so she can really turn it on on her day. Expecting a ma- Did she have a point to prove maybe today in the VFLW? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Short yes. answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's she's putting herself in the shop window, I think, in these next few weeks. It's sort of like, come and get me a sort of plea to other clubs. And she'll be in, if she's not with the Bulldogs next season, surely she lands somewhere else. There's going to be a spot for her somewhere. It's just a matter of working it out. But I think in time, like time's most important for her. Like just getting that sort of game, still being in the game matters a lot. Um, so that's, I think it's an important few weeks for her especially. And yeah, someone, sorry, I was just going to say, someone like a Geelong or a St Kilda would definitely need a, need that good tall forward, which yep. is a role she can fill. And especially at Geelong, now that Aster's retired, there's a, a ruck spot as well, which she can fill as well. So, yeah. And she has played quite a few games in the VFL this year too. So I don't know if it's about just seeing out the season as well. Obviously, you've got a team that you're close to and finals are hopefully ahead maybe for the Western yep. Bulldogs. So it's a very um, important couple of weeks and important probably six weeks now for the dogs that she may have wanted to see out as well. 
Yeah, for sure. We're looking forward to seeing what Danielle Marshall, the dogs and Collingwood will be, will be able to do today. We'll have a chat more in depth about each team where we're joined by each of the coaches, Collingwood coach Chloe McMillan and also Bulldogs coach Sean Cavanagh. We're going to go for a quick break, but we'll see you on the other side with a couple of interviews. GB Foods is a food service business that has been operating in and around Geelong since 2002. Founder Ross Robertson believes that to be successful in the food service industry, you must have the best people, the finest of foods and an unwavering commitment to customers. It is these hallmarks that have become the foundations upon which GB Foods continues to serve its loyal customer base. Take a look at gbfoods.com.au to find out how we can serve you too. Fully promoted, formerly Embroid Me, know a lot about promoting brands. They've been helping Australian businesses, clubs and teams put their best foot forward since 2004. With over 10 years of servicing our region, the team at Fully Promoted Geelong can work with you to create customised campaigns for your brand, from corporate apparel and promotional products to printed marketing materials. Fully Promoted Geelong create all of our GoFooty.live merchandise, so we know from experience just how good they are. Drop into their showroom at 250 Thompson Road, North Geelong, or call them on 5278-8447. Fully Promoted Geelong, proud sponsors of the GoFooty.live special comments team. If you're looking for a home loan, personal loan, car loan or equipment loan, Loan Market Geelong make it easy. The team works hard to understand your needs and finds the right solution for you. They'll negotiate with over 60 banks and lenders and make them work hard for you. And because Loan Market is not owned by a bank, you can be sure of unbiased advice. The multi-award winning team at Loan Market Geelong are all local residents who not only know the banking environment, they also have a wealth of knowledge of the region and its real estate markets. So, if you're looking for a new home, new car, personal loan or just a better deal, Loan Market Geelong is here for all of your lending needs. Call them on 5224 2125 or send them an email at geelong at loanmarket.com.au. The Mount Moriac Hotel was once a simple watering stop for stagecoaches and riders, but these days we find travellers and locals stopping by for a drink or a meal in our weatherproof garden bar, function space, dining room, classic front bar or sports bar. At the Mount Moriac Hotel, we offer friendly service and great food, the sort of meals that you'd expect a country pub to serve. Great cuts of meat, pub classics and even a few special occasion dishes. All this just 20 minutes from the heart of Geelong. The Mount Moriac Hotel, a warm and friendly atmosphere and a classic country pub menu. We'll see you at the Mount. Welcome back to WARF Radio for the VFLW clash between Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs at Olympic Park Oval. Another beautiful day for footy. Julia Montesano, Lauren Borden, Elise Collette and Katie Lambeski join me for the call today. But for now, we're joined by Western Bulldogs VFLW coach Sean Cavanagh. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, guys. Great to be here. Lovely. I'm sure, I'm sure you are glad to be here. The girls must be absolutely ecstatic to play their first game of football in three weeks. How are they feeling today? Yeah, look, we had a really good week on the track. You know, the girls are jumping out of their skin and we just treated it like just a little bit of a freshen up. And, um, yeah, they're just busting to get back into it. So, you know, considering the week we've had with the rain, it's absolutely uh, a magnificent day for footy. Yeah, and considering there's a no bigger test to come up against at the moment after a three-week break than Collingwood, how do you head into this match after a bit of time off? Oh, look, you know, we can only um, look after what we do and we've made some real inroads in our last couple of months. 
sometimes when, you know, we have some low spots, it's just the areas that we can really work on and reflect on. So we're really excited by the challenge. We played some really good footy in the last month and, and you know, the Pies are sitting on top undefeated. So they're, they're flying along. They're the benchmark of the competition. But, yeah, we, we just can't wait to have a crack and see where we're really at. Sean, Katie Lambeski here with you. And thank you so, so much for joining us this, uh, this morning. Um, yeah, just... How have you been these last three weeks? Of course, um, everyone here in Victoria has been, you know, impacted by what's been going on here for the last few weeks in some way, shape or form. So for yourself, how have you managed and, um, yeah, how does it feel to be back? Yeah, look, I was there, as I said, great to be back. And, and as it is, we've got into situations. We only train one night a week. We've had one night of community training and one night a week. So really, we've probably only missed one one night's training and then we had uh, Zoom special special sessions with our line coaches and then we were back into it um, this week. So it's been a nice freshen up. We've, we've remained connected and keep focusing on the things that we need to work on and, and looking over vision, that's the beauty of vision and, and the power and the beauty of Zoom these days. Um, we're really efficient with our time. So yeah, we feel as though we're, we're in a good place and um, we've been able to build on it, rest our bodies and uh, but still continue to educate the girls in the areas we need to keep focusing on. And Sean, a couple of, um, obviously the AFLW drafts coming up soon. We had a date locked in not long ago. A couple of your girls today, um, I speak of Ella Friend and Talia Meyer, for example, are in the running. I mean, how do you deal with those nerves and, and how do you tell them to play on this on this big stage against those bigger bodies? Look, the, the girls played their first VFL game just prior to their big country commitments and we played the Bombers when, the, you know, Bombers were flying along. We played out at Windy Hill and they, they composed themselves fantastically well so it's, it's not foreign to them so they've been on this stage before they've played in a big game there which was really important to us that day so they're, they're just excited we're wrapped to have them back they're you know fantastic talents you know with still a long journey to go and you know hopefully they put another step forward we've got lots of um, not a heap of experience out there today but players that have played majority of the year who are getting around them really well and um, really embracing them as, as they um, begin their VFL and hopefully AFL journeys yeah, just on that a little bit more, I guess obviously you've got some AFLW players or quite a few into the side now and then you've got that young mix. Is it nice to see how they work with each other and also how those young players can kind of match it up with them as well on the training track and in games? Yeah, and, and, and I mentioned a few weeks ago, that's been pretty seamless for us. You know, we've got a great alignment with the AFL program and you've probably seen that, you know, our approach, we're not playing probably any of our experienced AFL players, we're playing our very young players because they're still learning our, our structures and the way we want them to play and educating them uh, leading up to their AFL pre-season. So we've gone down that very much at youth path and, um, you know, they, they've dealt beautifully at training and we're always around each other uh, on the track. So, um, and, you know, with a little bit of success, you know, that also brings the team together pretty well as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a nice blend. Morning, Sean. Thanks for joining us. Looking, looking ahead to today's game, what areas of Collingwood's game do you guys think you need to target in order to get the win? Oh, look, everything starts in the midfield, doesn't it? You know, the supply and damage, and we've got to make sure um, that, you know, we put our best foot forward, we've balanced up our, um, our defence and our offence, that we're um, adjusting to the conditions in the end. That's part of our learning process, that teaching the girls how to read the game and, you know, the situations in a game. So we've come a long way in that regard. But obviously, you know, through the centre of the ground is, is vitally important on a day like this. We've got a bit of breeze to the um, to the tennis centre end. So it's just, you know, the girls learning to adjust starting positions, etc. But um, that's all part of the journey. And Sean, just one last one from me. Um, a name we I couldn't help but notice on the team sheet was Trinity Skenderis. Now, um, playing a second VFLW game, I believe today. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about her. How does she uh, fit into the side today? 
So Trin, she's playing her second game um, coming out of the NAB program. So, yeah, she was a little quiet in her first, you know, probably uh, adjusting to the tempo, but she's had a great block of training with us and really stepped up. We had some matches in the other night and she really lit it up, which is exciting. That was our message to her this morning. Just continue where you left off uh, on the track and that'll hold you in good stead. So, look, she's got speed. Um, she'll probably play as that high half forward, but, you know, we're really excited by everybody, um, all those young girls that we've brought through in the last six to eight weeks. She's, you know, and she's certainly one of them. So she'll find her way and, you know, finding her feet. But um, she's got some really good players around her just to, to um, you know, get that advice and um, instruction off. So, yeah, we're looking forward to her taking her next step as well. And, Sean, one last question before you go. Another name we did pick out was also Danielle Marshall in the team shed. Obviously, she didn't um, get her way in the AFLW program, but she's coming back and playing VFLW today. What's, what's her mindset been like this past week? It's always been a hard one for her. Yeah, look, it has, but um, sometimes it tests the characters the way you come out of, you know, disappointing situations, uh, as much as, you know, how you behave while you're, um, you know, in, when the good times are on. And her, her response has been simply outstanding. Um, I contacted her soon after I found out, and, you know, she was very philosophical about it, looking forward to, you know, her next opportunity. But she's been absolutely wonderful for us in the last month, and credit to her. She has missed a training session. You know, we had a good chat. She trained really well the other night. She was just itching to go today, and, you know, and that is, you know, her being able to put her best foot forward. You know, other clubs, you know, to have a look at her, but she's, she's an immense talent. Um, and we're, I'm really excited by it. You know, it's not the end of her journey by any means. You know, we're looking forward to her next opportunity, which I'm sure will come her way. Very well said, Sean. We wish her all the best. And we wish you guys all the best today going up against the undefeated Pies. We hope you have a good game and we're looking forward to calling the action. Thanks so much for joining us again, Sean. Pleasure, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. That was Sean Kavanagh, Western Bulldogs VFLW coach. Very bullish about his side's chances today, and why not? It's pretty even, pretty even feel when you've both had three weeks off, but we'll get to a break now, and on the other side, we'll chat to the other side of the camp, and that will be Collingwood coach Chloe McMillan. GB Foods is a food service business that has been operating in and around Geelong since 2002. Founder Ross Robertson believes that to be successful in the food service industry, you must have the best people, the finest of foods, and an unwavering wavering commitment to customers. It is these hallmarks that have become the foundations upon which GB Foods continues to serve its loyal customer base. Take a look at gbfoods.com.au to find out how we can serve you too. Fully promoted, formerly Embroid Me, know a lot about promoting brands. They've been helping Australian businesses, clubs and teams put their best foot forward since 2004. With over 10 years of servicing our region, the team at Fully Promoted Geelong can work with you to create customised campaigns for your brand, from corporate apparel and promotional products to printed marketing materials. Fully promoted Geelong create all of our GoFooty.live merchandise, so we know from experience just how good they are. Drop into their showroom at 250 Thompson Road, North Geelong, or call them on 5278-8447. Fully promoted Geelong, proud sponsors of the GoFooty.live special comments team. If you're looking for a home loan, personal loan, car loan or equipment loan, Loan Market at Geelong make it easy. The team works hard to understand your needs and finds the right solution for you. They'll negotiate with over 60 banks and lenders and make them work hard for you. And because Loan Market is not owned by a bank, you can be sure of unbiased advice. 
The multi-award winning team at Loan Market Geelong are all local residents who not only know the banking environment, they also have a wealth of knowledge of the region and its real estate markets. So, if you're looking for a new home, new car, personal loan or just a better deal, Loan Market Geelong is here for all of your lending needs. Call them on 5224 2125 or send them an email at Geelong at the Mount Moriac Hotel was once a simple watering stop for stagecoaches and riders, but these days we find travellers and locals stopping by for a drink or a meal in our weatherproof garden bar, function space, dining room, classic front bar or sports bar. At the Mount Moriac Hotel, we offer friendly service and great food, the sort of meals that you'd expect a country pub to serve. Great cuts of meat, pub classics and even a few special occasion dishes. All this just 20 minutes from the heart of Geelong. The Mount Moriac Hotel, a warm and friendly atmosphere and a classic country pub menu. We'll see you at the Mount. Welcome back to WARF Radio for the VFLW clash between Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs at Olympic Park Oval. Julia Montesano, Lauren Borden, Elise Collette and Katie Lambeski with you today on the call. We're going to be joined now. We just spoke to Western Bulldogs VFLW coach Sean Kavanagh and now we're going to chat to the other side of the camp, their home game today here at the beautiful Holden Centre and their v- Collingwood's VFLW coach Chloe McMillan joins us on the line now. Chloe, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Um, First game of footy in about three weeks. The girls must be really itching to get back out there today. Yeah, everyone's really pumped and really excited to get back. Um, feels like it's been a lifetime, so to get back out here and play, um, we're obviously in a pretty lucky position to do so. So, we're yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be a little bit of a different atmosphere, I guess, today without fans being allowed in. Um, I guess, how do you go about that? Obviously, they probably don't play off too much um, fan interaction, I guess, during games. It doesn't worry them as much. But will it be a little bit of a different atmosphere? You can probably talk to your coaches, uh, your team, a lot more easily from the bench now with less noise. Yeah, I think so. It'll be a different sort of feeling. But I think um, we've sort of driven to bring our own energy today and um, feed off that individually um, and internally. So the girls are really excited to get a bit more louder. Um, They're loud inside, so if we can get them as loud outside, that'll be awesome. Uh, Chloe, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. And uh, um, how has this week been for you? Um, Back on the track, I... Um, I believe it was for the first for the first time during the lockdown. So how how have the preparations been this week? Yeah, it's been good. We got to train um, last Saturday, and then we've had two sessions this week. So we feel like, although um, they've gone really quickly this week, uh, we feel like we're ready to go. And yeah, everyone was just really excited to get back together and see each other. So that's what we're most looking forward to, and just playing today and having a bit of fun. Morning, Chloe. Thank you for joining us. Just looking ahead to today, where do you think the game will be won and what part of the Bulldogs game do you need to attack, exploit, for want of a better word, to make sure you guys get the win and stay undefeated? Um, yeah, I think their midfield's pretty um, pretty strong. They've got a couple of their AFL-listed girls coming into play um, in the midfield. So I think um, probably head-to-head the battle is going to be won there and then it's probably who can stay composed and get back into playing the way that they want to play Um as early as possible. I think it's yeah, going to be a little bit scrappy early on, but once the team settle, um, I think that's where the game is going to be decided. And you've got a couple of um, Oakley Chargers girls coming in today as well. Stella Reed, we know she's a great prospect, as well as Eliza James. Can you tell us a bit about what, what, what we can expect from them today? Yeah, they're, they're both um, 
beauties. They're, they're really keen. They're really eager to get in and play. Um, they've been training with us for the last few weeks and they will probably see off the half-back line, which is um, good for her to develop and grow that part of her game. And then um, EJ or Eliza will play up in the forward line and she's a really dangerous player. So we're excited to see uh, what she can do for us. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously, you've only got a couple of games now left before finals. What do you really want to see from your side just in these last couple of games before you head into the finals? Oh, we just want to get back and playing. I think um, we don't want to take anything for granted over these next couple of weeks, especially. Um, We know sort of how quickly things can change. So we're literally just enjoying every moment as it comes now. And um, we look forward to these next two games and hopefully, yeah, playing finals in a couple of weeks. So that'll be good. Chloe, just with the prospect of finishing this season undefeated, of course, 12-0 and coming into today, does that play on your mind at all, like that prospect of achieving something so big like that, achieving such a, a feat such as that? Does that uh, weigh on your mind, or even with, the, even with the girls in the camp at all? Uh-huh, not at all, actually. I think um, a lot of people outside of probably the club um, build it up to be, you know, a big thing, which... I guess it's a good achievement um, if we can get there, but I think I'm I'm just super excited and super proud of the way that we've played so far, and the results have sort of taken care of itself. It's not something that we ever sort of aim to do, or um, but as long as the girls are enjoying themselves and having fun, that's what matters most to me, especially. And you swapped a bunch of AFLW senior players in for some younger players today. Um, obviously, Malloy, Lambert, Livingston and Casey, some of the outs. And we've got Velado and Maloney, um, Porter are some of the begins as well. What was the thinking behind bringing sort of the younger AFLW brigade in today? Yeah, well, all along, um, sort of post or pre-the COVID break, we had a schedule of the players that were going to come in and play. Um, so, unfortunately for the players like um, Choppy and Chloe and Staff, they were sort of penciled in to play these last couple of weeks that we didn't actually play um, and the plan was always to bring in our younger girls back for the finals and give them some good experience there so that's sort of what we're just sticking to the plan I guess in a way. Yeah for sure and one last one from me Chloe as well um, some VFLW girls um, we should look out for I mean with the AFLW draft coming I think we can kind of get away with those kind of under 18 players but who are some of the older girls who would really be vying for a chance up to get to an AFLW level? Um, oh, I don't really like doing this because I think we've got a, a really consistent team. Um, a couple of the girls that have been playing some really good footy um, this year, especially is girls like Jasmine Ferguson off our half-back line. Um, she's really impressed me this season. Matilda Zander's been awesome up forward and then sort of Marla Neal in the midfield. Um, she just gives it everything and I, I love watching her play. So hopefully um, those girls can get an opportunity and we'll see where it takes them. Well, Chloe, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Uh, we wish you all the best for today and for the rest of the season as well. Um, looking forward to seeing you out there. So thanks so much for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. That was Chloe McMillan there, Collingwood VFLW coach, aiming to go undefeated throughout the VFLW season. What a prospect that will be. They've got to face the Bulldogs first. And on the other side of the break, we're going to chat to one man who knows a lot of draft, draft prospects pretty well, and that's Peter Williams from Draft Central. We'll chat to him on the other side of this. GB Foods is a food service business that has been operating in and around Geelong since 2002. Founder Ross Robertson believes that to be successful in the food service industry, you must have the best 
best people, the finest of foods and an unwavering commitment to customers. It is these hallmarks that have become the foundations upon which GB Foods continues to serve its loyal customer base. Take a look at gbfoods.com.au to find out how we can serve you too. Fully promoted, formerly Embroid Me, know a lot about promoting brands. They've been helping Australian businesses, clubs and teams put their best foot forward since 2004. With over 10 years of servicing our region, the team at Fully Promoted Geelong can work with you to create customised campaigns for your brand, from corporate apparel and promotional products to printed marketing materials. Fully Promoted Geelong create all of our GoFooty.live merchandise so we know from experience just how good they are. Drop into their showroom at 250 Thompson Road, North Geelong or call them on 5278-8447. Fully Promoted Geelong, proud sponsors of the GoFooty.live special comments team. If you're looking for a home loan, personal loan, car loan or equipment loan, Loan Market Geelong make it easy. The team works hard to understand your needs and finds the right solution for you. They'll negotiate with over 60 banks and lenders and make them work hard for you. And because Loan Market is not owned by a bank, you can be sure of unbiased advice. The multi-award winning team at Loan Market Geelong are all local residents who not only know the banking environment, they also have a wealth of knowledge of the region and its real estate markets. So, if you're looking for a new home, new car, personal loan or just a better deal, Loan Market Geelong is here for all of your lending needs. Call them on 5224 2125 or send them an email at at au. The Mount Moriac Hotel was once a simple watering stop for stagecoaches and riders, but these days we find travellers and locals stopping by for a drink or a meal in our weatherproof garden bar, function space, dining room, classic front bar or sports bar. At the Mount Moriac Hotel, we offer friendly service and great food, the sort of meals that you'd expect a country pub to serve. Great cuts of meat, pub classics and even a few special occasion dishes. All this just 20 minutes from the heart of Geelong. The Mount Moriac Hotel, a warm and friendly atmosphere and a classic country pub menu. We'll see you at the Mount. Welcome back to WARF Radio for the Round 13 VFLW Clash between the first place Pies and the sixth place Bulldogs here at Olympic Park Oval. Julia Montesano, Lauren Borden, Katie Lambeski and Elise Collette on the call with you today. We'll soon be on the YouTube um, AFL Victoria channel as well so you can watch the game um, with pictures as well, which will be lovely. Um, but for now, we're going to get to someone who knows a, a lot of these girls well. A lot of these girls are in contention for the AFLW draft later this year. We have had a date set for that, which is fantastic and this man from Draft Century is the chief editor, Peter Williams, and he's done his first AFLW power rankings for this year. It's a top 20 rank, and I think six of those players are playing here today, so we'll get to know a lot about the ins and outs of these players. Um, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Julia. Looking forward to chatting about uh, the, all the women's footy in the upcoming draft. So firstly, can you tell us about the players in your rankings that are out here today and what we can expect from them? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, there, there's a few from each team. Uh, we've got Stella Reid, who uh, came in at number four. She's a great talent. She'll be playing for Collingwood, wearing number 66. Um, she's a real utility. Played through the midfield and half back to start the year and then um, basically pretty much ticked every box and then went forward late in the year, kicked goals, 
plenty of goals really and even three in the grand final to help the Chargers win the grand final uh, the premiership there and uh, we've got her and Eliza James who's later on uh, outside the top 30 but still got some talent um, very dangerous forward uh, when she's able to hit the scoreboard she does quite well had a, had a few misses during the champs but she's um, definitely very very good at ground level she's wearing 58 for the pies and if you look at the Bulldogs, then you've got Ella Friend, who comes in at five, just behind Reed. Um, she's a contested marking um, player, absolutely elite at uh, pulling down those marks and being able to also push up to the wing. She can play up there. Um, she's got a really penetrating left boot, um, certainly something that's really noticeable when she plays. Um, she can pretty much play anywhere, really. And at 175, she's got um, great size. I think the other thing that a lot of people don't think about with Ella Friend is the fact that she's born on the 30th of December so if she was born two days later she wouldn't be eligible for this year's draft so she's a real talent and then if you look down uh, more of a mature age type in uh, well not really mature age still only about to turn 19 next month in uh, Brooke Hard at number 20 um, I put her in because I just think she's got that much upside uh, she was unlucky not to go last year She's got plenty of sort of uh, footy smart, been able to work around the ground. She can play in any position, which is really, really handy. She used to be just the inside mid at junior level and a little bit at halfback, but she's played forward mid and, and defence as well. So she's really excelled this year, got great athleticism, really great burst. Her metres gain would be really high. Um, she knows how to hit targets under pressure and, as I said, great versatility. And then you've also got Talia Mayer as well, who, uh, you know, for the Bulldogs is... Uh, Again, got got plenty of upside. She's a bit smaller, plays as a small forward, can play through the mid as well. And her and both Lily Condon, another one uh, for the Bulldogs, uh, are, are both very, very capable players and, and more than uh, able to win their own footy through the midfield, inside 50, hit the scoreboard. They do, do quite a bit. So they're very um, flush for talent, the Bulldogs, certainly from a, a youth perspective. So it's a really exciting time from, from that uh, look for both these teams and certainly today with plenty uh, on the line Pete thank you so so much for joining us uh, Katie Lambeski here with you and thanks for your time as well today um, we're just in the pre-game chat with Chloe McMillan we did um, you know managed to get a few names out of her just in terms of uh, AFLW prospects and the likes of uh, Marla Neal and of course Jasmine Ferguson um, how do you rate their chances going in um, to the next of, uh, for the draft yeah, definitely. There are a couple of players who are also probably on that extended list, I'd say. And one, one other I forgot to mention before was Olivia Ma, who's same age as Brooke Hart's coming through, great inside mid, um, can't play outside. But in terms of uh, Marla Neal, uh, she's just been racking up the ball this season and, and is one who probably you, you wouldn't think of at the start of the year, like wouldn't have been on many lists. And then uh, when I went out to Windy Hill, she just absolutely, you know, turned it on when they played the Bombers. So really exciting player, able to win a lot of the footy. So I'm not surprised she'd be creating some interest. And, and Jazz Ferguson is out of the Gippy Power program. I remember seeing her probably four, four, four years ago or something. Um, and she was sort of in that uh, Tyler Hanks group. Uh, playing as that sort of tall, can play up either end. She's really settled in defence. And, and last year she had some really, really solid performances, really solid games. Uh, and then, you know, this year she's really stepped up and, and had some fantastic efforts uh, in terms of, um, you know, being able to beat players one-on-one and, and match them regularly. So it's, it's a really exciting time for her. And she's certainly, yeah, had a really impressive 2021 season. Yeah, and if we just head back to your draft power rankings, um, obviously probably no surprises who you've popped in there as number one. 
yeah, I, look, to be honest, Georgie Presbarkas has probably been one for three years. Uh, she basically, you know, kicked seven goals uh, in a game against the Rebels in basically a half a footy uh, when she was, you know, 16. So she's always had that, you know, able to win the ball, great tackler, quick hand, footy IQ. She's got, you know, she's the most balanced prospect. Her and Charlie Rowbottom are clearly the, the top two uh, prospects, uh, both from the Vic Metro program. But, uh, I mean, if you look at country as well, they've got quite a few with Tara Slender making her debut at Essendon um, as well this weekend. So she's really versatile, really exciting. But certainly back on Chris Park, it's like it's hard to fault um, her, I guess, career to date, even though realistically it's only been a few years. Uh, she's pretty much ticked off every box you can imagine between, you know, league and club best and fairest and um, being a dominant goal kicker going into the midfield, winning plenty of the ball. So, yeah, she she, she does it all really. So, yeah, not, not too much of a surprise and didn't make it too difficult considering what she's been able to achieve. And Peter, just deviating away from the prospects for a second, I just want to know how you go about doing these power rankings. I mean, is there a point system? Is it based on opinion? How many games do you go and watch as well? Like, it must be a pretty lengthy process for you. Yeah, so like probably from a uh, from a NAB League girls perspective, I would probably see about 90 to 95% of the games. Um, between going, I'll always try and go to like double headers or triple headers if they're available and then try and catch up on the games. Um, if I can, where, where there is footage available and, and, and just basically go through the players and try and keep an eye out. And of course, these players, it's worth noting, these don't start from um, just at the start of the season. It's, it's, it's a process over a few years. So certainly from that perspective, it's just building up a lot of knowledge and having the confidence to do it. And I think um, now that the program's coming through, like in terms of the NAB League girls is so sophisticated and being able to uh, have so much more uh, promotion and so much more accessibility, I guess, for us. It's a lot easier to be able to see them work out what they're able to do and then they go and play at the championships uh, when there isn't, obviously, COVID uh, impacting it and able to really uh, stand out. So um, it's certainly seeing a lot of that and then it's just a case of sort of building it up. So the process for me making the power rankings was I was just basically looking the players I thought had the most potential and that's a lot of what it's about and then the players that um, will probably compete really, really well at AFLW level, whether they can go above what they're doing um, yet to be seen and then maybe some others that are a bit raw not quite the finished product but they have some exciting traits so it's breaking it down into that and then eventually just sort of putting it into an order and um, and that's sort of I guess the end product uh, what I came to in the end. Yeah, and obviously you do see a lot of footy and a lot of the NAB League. Um, are there any, um, you've got a bit of a spread from a few of the clubs in your list. Are there any of the um, clubs, I guess, that you've seen throughout the last few years that have really grown their kind of women's NAB League or girls exponentially and have really put a lot of work and effort into it in particular? Oh, yeah, well, definitely Oakley, because I remember the first game I saw of Oakley um, or back when they first started the, uh, I guess, proper season if you like in Nabley Girls they had one season where that was the Chloe Malloy Monique Conti year where they played about five games had a few matches here and there but the first full season the following year uh, which was the Tyler Hanks year uh, Oakley came out they, they beat Gippsland and then basically got smashed every single week um, didn't have a lot of prospects but now they're just, you know, they each year they got better and better and, and they've come out and won the, the flag this year. And, and not only do they have the, the talents we've mentioned today, you know, Amanda Ling's another one who's won at row bottom, as we said. Um, Brooke Vickers is another talent making her debut this week. Like, they've got so many talents, both top and bottom age, um, that are just so, um, I guess, more developed than what they would have been a few years ago. So certainly I think Oakley is one of those teams that's really come on a lot stronger. Um, and, and match the, I guess, the girls' program and the boys' program. Teams like Calder and Northern have always had fantastic programs. 
Uh, Oakley's had a good one, but it, you've just seen in the talent and, and the ability that they've been able to produce so many quality draftees um, and, and ones that will come through this year. So it's definitely an exciting time for them. And it's definitely a hard task for you putting all those 20, na- 20 Victorian names together for those power rankings, Pete. We see, we'll see how you go on draft day um, once all the names get read out. But thank you so much for joining us today. And if anyone does want to have a look at those power rankings, they're available at draftcentral.com.au along with a whole lot of footy analysis and a, a host of other sports as well, including basketball and tennis and the like. So, Peter, thanks for all your hard work and thank you for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having me. That was Peter Williams there, Draft Central Chief Editor and the author of the Top 20 Victorian AFLW Power Rankings. Long way of saying the um, the Top 20 um, Draft Prospects, but he's done it and we'll see how he goes on Draft Day. But for now, we've got a game to play here today between the Magpies and the Doggies. We'll be back on the other side of this to preview the big clash. GB Foods is a food service business that has been operating in and around Geelong since 2002. Founder Ross Robertson believes that to be successful in the food service industry, you must have the best people, the finest of foods and an unwavering commitment to customers. It is these hallmarks that have become the foundations upon which GB Foods continues to serve its loyal customer base. Take a look at gbfoods.com.au to find out how we can serve you too. Fully promoted, formerly Embroid Me, know a lot about promoting brands. They've been helping Australian businesses, clubs and teams put their best foot forward since 2004. With over 10 years of servicing our region, the team at Fully Promoted Geelong can work with you to create customised campaigns for your brand, from corporate apparel and promotional products to printed marketing materials. Fully Promoted Geelong create all of our GoFooty.live merchandise so we know from experience just how good they are. Drop into their showroom at 250 Thompson Road, North Geelong or call them on 5278-8447. Fully promoted Geelong. Proud sponsors of the GoFooty.Live special comments team. If you're looking for a home loan, personal loan, car loan or equipment loan, Loan Market Geelong make it easy. The team works hard to understand your needs and finds the right solution for you. They'll negotiate with over 60 banks and lenders and make them work hard for you. And because Loan Market is not owned by a bank, you can be sure of unbiased advice. The multi-award winning team at Loan Market Geelong are all local residents who not only know the banking environment, they also have a wealth of knowledge of the region and its real estate markets. So, if you're looking for a new home, new car, personal loan or just a better deal, Loan Market Geelong is here for all of your lending needs. Call them on 5224 2125 or send them an email at Geelong at the Mount Moriac Hotel was once a simple watering stop for stagecoaches and riders, but these days we find travellers and locals stopping by for a drink or a meal in our weatherproof garden bar, function space, dining room, classic front bar or sports bar. At the Mount Moriac Hotel, we offer friendly service and great food, the sort of meals that you'd expect a country pub to serve. Great cuts of meat, pub classics and even a few special occasion dishes. All this just 20 minutes from the of Geelong. The Mount Moriac Hotel, a warm and friendly atmosphere and a classic country pub menu. We'll see you at the Mount. Welcome back to WARF Radio and the AFL Victoria YouTube live stream of the Round 13 VFLW clash between Collingwood Magpies, first on the ladder and undefeated, and the Western Bulldogs, who are sixth on the table. And 
just hanging on for that final spot. So we've got an intriguing clash on our hands today at Olympic Park Oval. You're joined by Julia Montesano, Lauren Borden, Katie Lambeski and Elise Collette. And ladies, we've got a big clash on our hands today. I mean, what can the dogs do to really trouble Collingwood today? What's going to be the key area they need to really dominate in? I think particularly with the Bella Grant being on the team sheet, I think that run off halfback's important. I think getting that, um, getting that sort of push, getting that, pro- pro- getting that sort of propeller that, that she can provide, that pace, that sort of run that she gives, um, that's part of the important battle I think for Collingwood. I know both coaches mentioned, you know, winning it at the source, winning it through the middle, but pinning the Bulldogs' halfbacks all the way back is going to be important in the way that you control space and control territory. So um, I think. Yeah, ultimately the Bulldogs just need to get that run going. Need to get that run going. I think they have that X factor um, in there. They have the ability to, to put score on the board. It's just a matter of getting that supply going. And Imogen Barnett for Collingwood's kicked a load of goals this year. I believe it's 17-7. So um, she's equal top of the league goal kicking. She's going to be one that the Bulldogs really need to crack down at. Is there a particular way they match up on her? Is it one particular player that plays a lockdown role or is it kind of a rotating role? Like, What, what, is, what are your predictions for that sense? I think your best chance when you've got a player like that leading is just stop him in the midfield. I, th- I think your best... Yeah, just don't give him the opportunity. Just, yeah. yep. It's very hard to play one-on-one against types of players like that. And um, you can have a, a second player probably dropping back and floating around might exactly. be a little bit handy. Yep. But again, obviously that opens you up in other ways. So they might opt to do that, the Bulldogs, and have a, a second player um, floating in defence as a bit of a loose man. Yeah, exactly. I, I figure more than likely think Simone Rudin will be her opponent head-to-head throughout the whole day I'd, I would imagine she's had a solid season in her yeah. own right so that should be a fascinating contest if they look to go that route but yeah I think the point is you may just have to accept that you might not stop it you might have to just um, focus on cutting off the supply cutting off um, just what she what she can get from her uh, mid from her mids and of course her flankers and pockets as well well, speaking of Simone Rudin, she's one of two players for the Dogs who haven't missed a game all year. Her and Brooke Hards have been playing every game. How important is it to get those players that have been playing consistently and gone through all the ups and downs of the season so far? I mean, what leadership can they bring to a side like the Bulldogs today? Without their captain, we know who's injured as well. Huge, huge. Consistency matters. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly at VFL level, I, I think, you know, it's a lot of change comes through teams year, like throughout even a season let alone upon a year and I think they've been real stalwarts for the club this year they've been really solid you have to rely on that experience and that leadership again uh, yeah. yeah and I guess the other thing is the VFLW season so far and probably even the next couple of weeks has been inconsistent for want of yeah. a better word because even with these next two weeks is there a game next week is there not because yeah. this is was meant to be around 14 Every game this weekend is the fixture for what was meant to be around 14. So the question is, why did they do that? Are they going to get rid of that final game? Is it due to ground availability? I don't know. I think it would have been ground availability because this week would always have been round 14, wouldn't it? No. Or are we one week? We're already one week. Because round 14 was meant to be the weekend before Queen's birthday. And then they were meant to have the bye of that weekend. And then this was actually meant to be the first week. Weekend More time finals. passed than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's what lockdown will do to you, I guess. But, yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, it'll be especially interesting to see what um, what happens to the Bulldogs, particularly like, if they lose today because that um, – that's the word I'm looking for – that uncertainty about whether they'll have another chance and to, be- to, uh, to win next week and get into finals – 
is going to hang in the air for a bit. And because the ladder is so tight, you've got what Western Bulldogs, Southern Saints and Carlton and even North Melbourne, they're gunning for a spot in the top six. Yeah. You almost yeah. couldn't afford to have these finals just, sorry, these last two games of the season just scrapped before finals because yeah. I think that would have yeah. been unfair to those teams that are just sitting outside and yeah. the Western Bulldogs might have loved it because they're just sitting nicely inside the six at the moment but Southern Saints um, and Carlton and North Melbourne might have yeah. been a little bit disappointed yeah. with that. Yeah, And I believe the Saints play Carlton tomorrow, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that like could be make things even more interesting especially if there's if it's finals next week instead of the last of the regular season games. And both both coaches um, we spoke to, Chloe McMillan and Sean Kavanagh, both of Collingwood and the Dogs, both mentioned how important the midfield is going to be today in terms of both sides toppling each other. I mean, who are you all looking forward to seeing in that midfield battle for each side? I mean, who are going to be the key players to try and stop each other trying to get that win? Yeah, I think when you look at Collingwood, I think you ha- you can't go past Marla Neal as mm-hmm. well, just in terms of what she's been able to do, win the ball, a lot, you know, a lot of contested work very selfless sort of player as well brings others into the game too so I think if you try to stop her from winning the ball trying to prevent those clearances that she can get um, it'll go a long way for the Bulldogs so we've got a clash between two heavyweight contenders in the VFLW coming up very shortly here today at Olympic Park Oval. We can hear the chatter of the Bulldogs coming out on the field. They're the away team today at Olympic Park Oval. Looking to stay in that finals hunt. They're just hanging on by a thread at the moment. And we're going to take a break. And on the other side of this, we'll be calling the action. Hi, it's Neil Butler from GoRadio.Live and GoFooty.Live. We love being part of the Geelong community and every year we nominate a community partner to support during our broadcasts. Our community partner for 2021 is the Geelong Cats Foundation, the philanthropic arm of the Geelong Football Club. The foundation provides an ongoing invitation to members, sponsors, supporters and the wider community to financially invest and support the work the club does in and around our city. The foundation is doing some great things for our community and we would love it if you would consider supporting them where you can. You can find out more about the Geelong Cats Foundation on their website, foundation.geelongcats.com.au. Bonnie Energy has been part of the Southwest Victorian business community for over 70 years, specialising in quality Caltex fuels and lubricants for your car, truck, agricultural equipment and industrial machinery. Our tankers can safely and efficiently deliver petrol and diesel to your workplace from Monday to Friday and our technical product knowledge team can answer all of your fuel and lubricant questions. Find out all about us at bonnieenergy.com.au or call us on 1300 023 570. If you're looking for a home loan, personal loan, car loan or equipment loan, Loan Market Geelong make it easy. The team works hard to understand your needs and finds the right solution for you. They'll negotiate with over 60 banks and lenders and make them work hard for you. And because Loan Market is not owned by a bank, you can be sure of unbiased advice. The multi-award winning team at Loan Market Geelong are all local residents who not only know the banking environment, they also have a wealth of knowledge of the region and its real estate markets. So, if you're looking for a new home, new car, personal loan or just a better deal, Loan Market Geelong is here for all of your lending needs. Call them on 5224 2125 or send them an email at at au. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au 
Tickies.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. GB Foods is a food service business that has been operating in and around Geelong since 2002. Founder Ross Robertson believes that to be successful in the food service industry, you must have the best people, the finest of foods and an unwavering commitment to customers. It is these hallmarks that have become the foundations upon which GB Foods continues to serve its loyal customer base. Take a look at gbfoods.com.au to find out how we can serve you too. The Mount Moriac Hotel was once a simple watering stop for stagecoaches and riders, but these days we find travellers and locals stopping by for a drink or a meal in our weatherproof garden bar, function space, dining room, classic front bar or sports bar. At the Mount Moriac Hotel, we offer friendly service and great food, the sort of meals that you'd expect a country pub to serve. Great cuts of meat, pub classics and even a few special occasion dishes. All this just 20 minutes from the heart of Geelong. The Mount Moriac Hotel, a warm and friendly atmosphere and a classic country pub menu. We'll see you at the Mount. Been playing for a while, sweet kicks. Cause footy makes you smile, sweet kicks football. If you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile. Sweet kicks football. Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. WARF Radio and the AFL Victoria YouTube live stream of the Round 13 VFLW clash between the first place Collingwood Magpies and the sixth place Western Bulldogs. It's an exciting clash here at West um, at Western Bulldogs at Olympic Park Oval. <laughs> Getting my grounds confused. Um, the sun's just faded down and we can hear a bit of wind coming through now, so it's going to be interesting to see what both teams do in this game. We've had the coin toss. The Bulldogs are kicking towards the MCG end of the ground, so the left of screen, while Collingwood is kicking towards the Yarra River end so the right end of your screen. You're joined today by Julia Montesano, Lauren Borden, Katie Lambeski and Elise Collette on the call. Um, ladies, some quick tips before we get the game started in about two minutes. Lauren, who are you tipping today? I think I'm going to go for the Western Bulldogs. I've just got a, a really good feeling about them today. I think they've got a plenty of talent in their list, a few young guns in there as well, but also some really quality AFLW talent that they'll have that I think might just give them that little, little extra firepower that teams have been looking for when they've been playing Collingwood this season. So Western Bulldogs, but in a very, very close 
contest. Three points. Three points. Very interesting tip by you, Loz. Does anyone agree? Katie Lynn Besky, who are you tipping today? It takes a very brave person to bet against <laughs> Collingwood at this point, I have to say. But I I definitely can see where um, where the Bulldogs have an opportunity here, definitely. It's not going to be... Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be a blowout. I don't feel like it was as it was earlier in the season. I think Collingwood, um, 18 points I want to go. And Elise, how about you? Yeah, I'm expecting a close one as well. But, yeah, I'm I'm going to tip the pies uh, just because of what I've, I've seen from them this year. And this is actually the first time I've, I've seen the dogs all year. So I'm excited to see what they bring. But... Yeah, I'm going to go... I'll go two goals in favour of the Pies. Two goals. I'm going to tip Collingwood as well. I think it'll be a close one as well. Like I said, it's three weeks without footy, so we don't know what we can expect. But today, I am expecting the Pies to win by, let's say, 16 points, just to do a nice little different number to everyone <laughs> and make it, make it a bit interesting among the commentary team. But we're just awaiting the teams now to get into position we're ready for a battle here today. It's three weeks without footy. The players are raring to go and we're just getting into position now, getting set for a huge clash. Finals are on the line. We're just moments away from the first bounce here and we're looking forward to seeing a great contest. So among the AFLW players to watch, Velardo, Can, O'Day, Maloney, Porter, Lynn, Newman for the Pies. And then for the Dogs, you've got Grant, Lagoya, Gamble, Hartwick, Ferres, Gutneck, Pritchard, Fitzgerald, and I was going to say Marsha, but I keep I keep forgetting that. Unfortunately, she's got delisted, but she's got a point to prove today. We're looking forward to see what she can do under the VFL rules. She's technically still AFLW because she was an AFLW listed player this year, so Don't you could say she's AFLW. Don't mind that at all. As the umpire holds the ball off, we're going to get Lauren Borden to take us away here. So into this round 13 clash here at Olympic Park, three weeks without footy and the umpire's thrown up the ball and shortly after he's given a free kick and it'll go the way of the Western Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs kicking towards the Olympic, uh, towards the MCG side of the ground. will be taken away by Jessica Fitzgerald who just bombs it into the 50 and bounces around some players but running onto it there will be Collingwood instead. It's a bit of a foot race though so it's her teammate actually, Fitzgerald's teammate in Pritchard who's able to get her hands first to the ball and she pulls it to the ground and it'll all be locked up and we'll have a ball up 35 metres out from the Western Bulldogs goal. So the umpire gets ready, ask the Rucks to nominate themselves. It'll be King and Rudin looking forward to that battle today. King wins the hit out on that occasion, but straight to Fitzgerald, who's got herself a couple of early touches, tries to find a target in the goal square, but the ball will trickle out of bounds in for a throw-in. So the first inside 50 entry of the day goes to the Bulldogs, and I need a lot more of those, Katie Lambeski, to get a score on the board against these pies. Yeah, important few minutes coming up here for the Bulldogs. Just need to lock that ball in, need to make use of that early, that early gain here really important to set that wall up across the 50 arc as well. So the umpire restarts of the game but the tap will go straight Collingwood's way and they'll start to move it out. Although it'll be an intercept mark there sensationally taken by Hartwig. So Hartwig doesn't choose to back herself and go for the goal instead she chooses to centre it and the umpire calls a free kick which will be going the way of the Bulldogs. Pushing Advantage the surely. But very yeah. lucky to be brought back. It did hit the post. It would have been very angry Bulldogs players if she if that did get called advantage. But either way, set shot on goal, Lauren Borden. So the ball will be brought back. Pritchard just getting it across to her teammate. And good night. We'll have the chance here. Instead, she just pops, chooses to go for a 15 or 20 metre kick forward and gets into the hands there of Rudin. 
who sent a shot for goal, but she sent it wide to the left. But it'll be the first score of the day here at Olympic Park to the Western Bulldogs, just the one behind their leading Collingwood, no score. So they'll bring the ball back in now, the Pies. They'll need to get it to the other side of the field now to try and keep their undefeated streak alive. There's a slip in the kick in, but it does work in favour to Marla Neal, who we're talking about pre-game, has had a dominant season for Collingwood. Still electing to go for a target. Elects to go for a bit of a run and goes down the line towards his broadcast side, but the intercept mark is taken by Naomi Ferris. Goes for the switch option. It's a high ball into space. Lagoya just drops the mark, but he's got enough time to pick it up. Goes down the line now to Fitzgerald. Just goes past her, so now her teammate will have to help her out in Maya. Maya just goes down the line for a boundary side kick. Pritchard's there behind the back of the pack. Can she get a soccer to it? She can't. Collingwood's back there in defense. Eager to just get this ball into the hands of the umpire and they do right in the goal square of the Bulldogs hotspot. Interesting to note, Amanda Tassari has gone toward uh, Imogen Barnett in these early minutes. So good, op good option there, I think, by the Bulldogs. Rather athletic, um, particularly in the air as well. So keep an eye on that matchup through the day. So a day with the handball out, but really great tackle there coming from Lagoya. Wraps up her opponent and the umpire will throw it up, keeping it in the Western Bulldogs forward 50. Plenty of play held in the Western Bulldogs forward 50 in the early stages of this clash. So the ball's th uh, thrown up and a clearing kick towards the top of the 50. But a great mark there taken by Elise Gamble. So Gamble just takes her time to get this kick away and opts for a short chip kick and she chips it, not to the advantage of any of her teammates. So it gives Collingwood an opportunity now to get the ball out of their danger zone. And that's exactly what they do. They'll get it across to the square. So it'll sit in the middle of the ground and it'll be locked in for a little bit. Getting her hands on it though was Gamble again for the Bulldogs as the ball spills in and out of players' hands. Tapping it along the way there was Betts. So Betts has a hand in a few players getting hand into it until they're dragged down to the ground just outside the centre circle and we'll have a ball up. So inside the centre square now, this is the furthest Collingwood have got so far in the first term. King against Gamble in the ruck this time. Bulldogs win the clearance now through Hartwig. Goes for a long bomb towards inside 50. Who can she find behind the ball? Lagoy is lurking, but so is the Collingwood defence. I'll have to be careful here. They come out through the broadcast side, but Hartwick, she's built, she's building that wall all on her own back there, just above, just above that 50-meter line for the Dogs. She'll look to come back in now. Goes for another high kick. Who's there under the ball? They'll have to all try and jump at it. Lagoya at the bottom of the pack, surrounded by three pies and a meat sandwich, and it'll be a ball up inside the Bulldogs forward 50. Some early observations from Elise Collette. Uh, the intensity from both sides has been very strong so far and you kind of get the feeling that goals are going to be very hard to come by today just just because that tackling pressure and intensity is just so high. So Day again takes the opportunity just to clear it out of the 50 for the Pies. But it's the Western Bulldogs who are first for the ball. They'll be called for a throw though and the umpire will send the free kick Collingwood's way. So on the Western Bulldogs half forward line it'll be the Bulldogs who look to get it past the midway point of the ground for the first time today. In amongst it there for the Bulldogs was Morrison. She can't get her hands on it again, so it'll go back into the hands of the Pies. Getting it was Can. She sends a handball across. Ooh, could have been taken high, but the umpire opts to just let the ball and let the play carry on. And again, it'll be a firm tackle taken there to the ground. In amongst it there was Joanna Lynn for Collingwood. And we'll have a throw up just outside the centre square. So on the broadcast side, Gamble and King to do battle again. 
This time King wins the hit out. They'll try and get a clearance here, the Pies. It's going towards the boundary line. Grant's in a foot race with her opponent. She couldn't quite get to the ball. Collingwood now able to get it forward, but only Danielle Marshall's as far as they get. She hugs the boundary line with a high ball. Tries to get in the direction there of Scott, but it trickles over the boundary line for a throw in. And Katie Limbeski, I'm loving the work so far of Sarah Hartwig building that wall. You mentioned how important it was to be able to do that. How yeah. good has she been so far? Indeed, indeed. Just really, really sharp so far. Really important to the way the Bulldogs are attacking Collingwood so far. Building on some of her work at AFLW level here, just a definite asset to these uh, VFLW girls in the early going. So the ball's thrown in and it bounces into space and picking it up was Pritchard. So she just sends the ball rolling along the ground. It'll just trickle in to the Bulldogs forward 50. And smack the photographer right in the head as well. So <laughs> that's a bit of fun without spectators here. But just on the boundary line, I'm seeing Nathan Burke there, Western Bulldogs AFLW coach as well. So a couple of faces here when they can be, but either way, game's back on. So in front position there for the Pies was Maloney, but she couldn't hold on to it. Stays in the Pies' hands, and it goes, looks like it'll be going into the hands of Newman. Newman nice and quickly dishes off that hand pass. She hasn't got many players ahead of her, but one that she has got is Eliza James. So the ball will just have to be kicked into space by Eliza James as it just dribbles along. It's about 10 metres outside from the Collingwood's goal, but there was no one home to get it for the Pies. So it's picked up by Izzy Grant, and she's taken high. So she'll get the free kick. And the dogs will be able to move it out of the back line here through the arms of Amanda Tassari. So Tassari just has a little slip. It's able to get back up and bring the high ball back towards the boundary line. Stella Reid coming on for her first contest and gets whacked. But the ball will be thrown in. And um, Katie, a, a bit disappointed there with Imogen Barnett's effort. Um, she was one-on-one -on -one and conceded the free kick. Yeah, but it's good in the same way to see umpires reward the first to the ball. Absolutely. Um, Bella Grant has that, that turn of pace that might trouble her, particularly if that matchup sticks uh, throughout the day. It looks like Tasari's gone back toward her as well. So, yeah, definite uh, rotation there in terms of marking image and Barnett. So the Pies are going back inside 50 again through their skipper, aiming to go towards the goal line. It's going to be a bouncing ball and shoveling it over the line. Was that player you were just talking about into Sari? And she gets the first score on the board for the Pies. It's one um, point apiece, and the Bulldogs will have a chance to kick it back in. So the Bulldogs can't make it quite as far as they would have liked with that kick in. So it's the Pies are able to clean up and will hold it. Little chip kick that looks like it's going towards Ken. She couldn't hold on to it. So she just sends a hand pass out and she tries to find Newman. Newman's in amongst it. And she goes to ground and it stacks on and all the players come in. So we'll have a throw up 30 metres from Collingwood's goals. So the umpire will get set to restart play with a host of players all crowding around him. A nice little tap out goes into the hands though of Danielle Marshall. And she's just grabbed the moment she got the ball. So we'll have another throw up just seconds later, still 25 metres out from Collingwood's goal. So a chance now for the Pies to get their first score of the day as the ball goes up. King with the tap out, but it falls to ground. Few players running after it. Tactical. Tactical hit from the Bulldogs, but it doesn't matter because Alicia Newman got a foot on the ball and she's stabbed it through for the Pies' first goal of the day, the first goal of this round 13 match. It'll be the Pies, one goal straight six, that are leading the Western Bulldogs, just one point. Nice crafty work there from Newman and the Pies. Yeah, you'd expect nothing less from her, though. Yeah, she's just got that that wit, for want of a better word, and that, that craft around goal. and. You could also at the same time say a bit unlucky there from the dogs for the dogs with a bit of a bad bounce, but kudos to Alicia Newman for capitalising on the opportunity. 
Yeah, she's just got that amazing goal sense. Anytime she, um, she's in that Ford 50 arc, she is a threat. So, yeah, reward for Collingwood's persistence, reward for Collingwood pressure and being able to lock the ball in uh, before that goal, of course. So ball back in the middle. Brooke Hards wins the clearance there for the Dogs. Aims to try and get it forward to where it was in the first part of the quarter. Purcell wrapped up in a good tackle. Comes back to Hards, back to Hards now. Kicks towards goal. It goes towards the far side of the ground. Stella Reed's got a chance to mop up and kick it towards that boundary line. But ball is going to go out on the full. So not the first touch Stella Reed would have wanted, but we've got many, plenty of good signs to come. And we'll certainly see her do some damaging things today. Katie Lambeski. Yeah, indeed, indeed. She's going to be an important player um, throughout today, so we'll definitely keep an eye on her. But chance down for Bulldogs. But chance down for the Bulldogs to build up some pressure here, get, try to get that goal back, try to get to work themselves in here. So the Bulldogs will go inboard through the hands there of Ala Friend, who's one to watch out for. They'll be dribbling along the ground, though. The Bulldogs not able to make the most of that advantage as it stacks on here and we'll have another throw up 40 metres out from the Western Bulldogs goal with the Pies leading. Of course, they had that further point. So it's 1-1-7, one, one, the Pies leading the Western Bulldogs, just the sole point here in the dying stages of the first term at Olympic Park. As we see another pylon and the umpire will be forced to intervene and break it up. So just 25 metres out from the Western Bulldogs goal. They'll be looking to get one back here on the Pies. Crafty little piece of work from Newman that got them into the lead in this match looking to stay undefeated, the Pies. And we'll head to a third stoppage in 30 seconds. And Elise, what, what are you making of all these stoppages? I mean, is it a case of rough bodies coming back after that long break? Yeah, maybe. And just, yeah, just trying to keep the intensity up and, yeah, for Collingwood defenders just trying to stop the Dogs' opportunities at every, every opportunity they've got. And one thing I have noticed about the Dogs is a lot of the time they're just bombing it in and hoping for the best. But if they look for their options and go more targeted, I think they'll have better outcomes. So ball's still in dispute inside the Bulldogs forward 50. They've been good in keeping it there for this quarter. We know how dangerous Collingwood can be. Although they've got about two inside 50 entries and one goal and one behind coming out of it. So they've scored from both. But a chance for the Dogs here to get a score on the board here. It's going to be a rush behind instead, though. So the Dogs get their second point of the day. It's Collingwood 117 to the Bulldogs 0-2-2. Um, just quickly around the grounds at Box Hill City Oval, it's Geelong four points, Hawthorne yet to score. A couple of big clashes in the VFLW this weekend. We're looking forward to seeing how they pan out. Lauren Borden. So after six stoppages in the space of a minute, finally the Pies were trying to get that clearing kick out there to the top of the 50, but yet again, it's been stopped there and it'll be the Dogs who just pulled that in and were able to draw another throw up. So we'll have a ball up on the Dogs' half forward flank. It goes up, just a little tap there getting by Gamble brings to ground, but it's to neither side's advantage until going and cleaning up her own work was Elise Gamble who pops it up and taking the mark there was Marlon Neal. So it'll be Collingwood now who just want to exit it out of their 50 and try and get it to a safe zone. But the umpire will blow his whistle and he'll send it back to the dog. So it's the dog's chance now. And taking the kick in is Naomi Ferris. Sends it to the pack. Dogs go, uh, cat, the dogs, cats, everyone goes up. It's actually the pies who go up. <laughs> Zoo here in Olympic Park. <laughs> it's the pies that go up, bring it back down and there'll be a throw up. So after we... Come back from the zoo. We're back at Olympic Park now for the, for the game between Collingwood and the Dogs. King and Gamble once again in the ruck. No clear winner from that clearance. And it looks like it's Reed on hands and knees at the bottom of that pack. And the umpire's just circling, ready to ball it up. And 
just noticed some runners on for Collingwood. Um, Erica Fowler's got the number one pink shirt on for the Pies, and Lauren Butler's got the number two. So good to see Collingwood's AFLW players chipping in as the ball comes back in now. Bulldogs trying to get a chain of handballs, but Hards was wrapped up with nowhere to go by Matilda Zander. So good pressure here by both sides, Katie Lembeski. What have you liked about them so far? Really good pace, really good pace and intensity to the game so far, um, considering that uh, that layoff in the recent weeks. But yeah, Collingwood just look a lot more sharper on the break, a lot more sharper on the counter as they manufacture a chance here, at least they try to. So Liza James got plenty of the ball there and got a little bit of it again, though. She was stuck without anyone forward of the footy for Collingwood, so tried to gather it and just lost the footy. So it just went back to the Bulldogs and right smack bang in the middle of the ground with the ball is Brittany Goodnight. So she just places the kick at the top of the 50 going into the intercept mark. There was Collingwood who were able to bring the ball to ground and stop a quick, potentially quick entry from the Bulldogs. And again, it'll be another stoppage and the ball will come in to throw the, throw the ball up right on the forward 50 for the Bulldogs. It's about the fifth sandwich that Stella Reid's been in. She's certainly having a fun time on her debut. We'll see what she can do in this contest here. She's lurking. Michaela Cairn got the clearance there on that time. Hallett goes towards the broadcast side. A great mark taken there by Xander. So she's just looking for a couple of options. Plenty of leads available. She goes to Joanna Lynn. She's got a short, a dis height disadvantage against her opponent there in Morrison. Morrison tries to duck one way and the other, hands it over to Ferris, and Ferris will go over the boundary line for a throw in right in front of Collingwood's interchange bench. Speaking of interchange bench, Marla Neal has come off the field and is in the hands of the trainers. Look to be checking just to draw, just possible high contact there. Keep an eye on that because that will be a huge loss. And if I she's think unable they've to got another injury here, the Pies. So they sure do. It looks like it might be Olivia Ma who's come off just. Yeah, it's got yeah. a bit of a holding her upper hip. leg cramp, maybe. I'm not. Looks like she was like cramping, it's a bit like corked. Yeah. yeah. Could be just that return to footy after three weeks. Just getting back into it and back, get back, getting back used to it as well. So the ball comes out, running onto it there. And nice little quick handball was Jessica Fitzgerald. It'll go back into the hands of the Pies. The Pies have a real chance here with a nice kick there coming from Eliza James. She sends it down, but it'll go over the boundary line. So nice entry there from the Pies. And they'll lock it in to their forward 50. And they have a chance here. There's not long left on the clock for this first term. So it could be one of the last opportunities of the day. Or not of the day, of the quarter. <laughs> Hope not of the day. <laughs> well, that's and Eliza James once again getting another inside 50 entry. And there's Peter Holden with the sound effects, just when we need him to be there. <laughs> well, the ball's been thrown back in now inside Collingwood's forward 50. Goes straight in the hands of the dogs, though. That flies over a couple of heads. A backwards kick was clever in that instance by Bunker. No one was able to mark it, though. Coming off the back of that back was Hartwig. It gives it over to Grant. Now the dogs are out through Betts, their captain for today. Kicks a high ball down the line towards the broadcast side. Ricardo cops a heavy bump, but Collingwood's still able to get it back through Volato. She'll find a quick chain to Purcell, has to give the ball away quickly. Newman's there, already kicked one goal today. What can she do? Can't get past Gamble. Gamble just gives a handball to her teammate in Strahan. Now goes out towards Meyer to foot race with Ricardo. The boundary line's going to beat both of them, though, and we'll have a throw in on this broadcast wing. A lasso rule, actually, because it was last touched by the dogs. So Ricardo will get the free. Looking for a few options. Getting told to play on now. Just hugs that boundary line. Betts aimed to try and mark it. Pritchard got in her way. Now Betts will get the ball back. Can't get through two tacklers, though. Um, Collingwood wins the ball back now through Xander. 
Goes inside 50. It was a three-on-one in terms in favour of the dogs. They can try and get out here through Pritchard. Nice spin move to get it towards Betts. Have to read the have to reach the boundary line. O'Day tries to keep it in. So does Betts. The ball eventually goes over the boundary line and we'll have a throw-in. Caitlin Besky, early thoughts here in the first quarter. Fascinating bit of play there. Bulldogs defenders really under the pump there. Gamble, Pritchard really doing well to try and repel the, the Collingwood press there. The Collingwood attack, they're going to need to be on their game to do that. Collingwood putting on a fierce amount of pressure right now. So the ball's thrown in straight out in front of the Collingwood interchange bench, but it's the dogs will get first use of this. And that was Ferries who was just taken down and the umpire decided she was taken high. So she'll go for the switch. She'll go to the outer side of the ground. And she looks, she's got a couple of teammates there and it goes from Grant across to Marshall. And then they'll go back, but they'll run into a little bit of trouble here and it'll get to ground. Collingwood's got a chance here just to get their hands on the ball and push it forward. But again, there's plenty of players surrounding the ball. Doesn't look like it'll be making its way out anytime soon. So the umpire will cross his arms, run in, and we'll have a ball up in the centre square. So we've got about two minutes to play here in this first term. It's been a battle as we expected with a few weeks off footy. Bulldogs have been doing well to contain Collingwood's run though. And that's a great intercept mark there by Marshall. Goes to the outer side and finds another teammate there in Goodneck. Goes for a stab towards Hartwig. Falls over her head to a chance of the Pies to get a late one here if they're clean. Maloney's down there in a foot race with two other Bulldogs. Has a teammate if she can find it. Instead, elects to go back to Haslam. Barnett all on her own. Could take an easy, uncontested mark. And will get a chance to kick the Pies second 30 metres out directly in front of goal. She's kicked 17 for the year. This will be an 18th, and we'll get an outright lead at the top of the VFLW League goal kicking. Cows for her approach now. Looks nice off the boot. Sounded nice too. Does it look nice? It does. It's Collingwood's second goal of the day. It's Barnett's first. It'll hurt the Bulldogs, but it's great for the Pies. They'll be aiming to keep this winning streak alive here. They're leading now 2-1-13 to the Dogs, 0-2-2. I believe that is the siren, so <laughs> that will be the end of the first term here at Olympic Park Oval. It's the Pies, 2-1-13. The Bulldogs, two behinds, Newman and Barnett with that late goal there. And Elise Collette, some early th thoughts from you on this first term. Yeah, it's quite the battle we we're expecting, isn't it? And yeah, good passages from both sides. I think, particularly for the Bulldogs, their defence has been great. A couple of names you mentioned, Caddy, plus definitely plus Danielle Marshall. But once they get forward, they just try and bomb it and bomb it in and hope for the best, which is just not working. So if they go more targeted and find those targets, they might get some more reward for their effort. But yeah, nothing. Um, great work from the Pies as well so far. They've looked a lot cleaner with the ball than the Bulldogs have, and they've got the reward on the scoreboard. So that was the end of the first term here at Olympic Park Oval. We're going to take a quick break as the teams get a much-deserved rest after that long break off footy, and we're back on the other side of this to take you through the second term. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues 
from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Welcome back to Olympic Park Oval for the VFLW Round 13 clash between the first-placed Collingwood and the sixth-placed Western Bulldogs. It's the Pies who take an 11-point lead into the first break. Newman and Barnett were their goal kickers, and we're loving the siren work here at Olympic Park Oval, I must say. You're joined by Julian Montesano, Lauren Borden, Katie Lambeski and Elise Collette, and we're joined by all of everyone... um, on the AFL Victoria YouTube stream and WARF Radio. We're loving hearing your feedback and love having you tuning in. We love having you on the, on the stream, Barry Webster. We know you're a diehard dogs and hoping to see them get a win today. But on the other side, we've got Steph Kiochi from the Pies tuning in as well. Steph, you probably wish you were out there, but either way, your Pies have got off to a good start. So we're loving having you on the stream. And if anyone else wants to tell us where they're watching from, feel free to tweet us at WARF Radio. We're happy to have a chat and... Let us know what you're doing because we are missing the crowd here at Olympic Park Oval. It's a bit eerie, don't you reckon, a bit, Lauren Borden? It is a little bit quiet when goals are scored and there's not much noise going on, but we've got a few three or four dog walkers and looks like a few people exercising on the other side of the hill taking a bit of a look. So exercising with quotation marks. <laughs> just Might just have a quick you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Katie Lambeski, obviously early, good pressure early from both sides, but what do the dogs need to do to get this game back on their terms? Yeah, I think it's just more in terms of ball use, particularly the way that they're entering 50s where they're falling down. Um, I think it might be a bit risky, but I think Danny Marshall needs to play predominantly as a forward. She's had a few good moments where she's bailed out the um, the defence with some clearing kicks, but I think she's that X-factor player who I think if you're going to have a chance at winning today she needs to play primarily there. So there's still that opportunity for her to work up forward, um, work up the field, sure, but stay 
back there, stay forward, give yourself give yourself every opportunity because the difference has been the way Collingwood have been entering their 50. They've just used it better at key moments and that's where the Bulldogs are falling, uh, falling short at the moment. Quick around the grounds update from Elise Collette. Yep, at Box Hill Oval, it's Geelong 1-5-11. Hawthorne still yet to score. So a slow start for both VFLW games today, but a slow start for our siren here today as well. Fiona Lance picked it up brilliantly on Twitter. She said to sound like a goose in distress. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> articulate description of the siren we're hearing today. Of course, a bit under-resourced today with, with COVID hitting us and a last-minute change to this venue as well. It was originally slated for Victoria Park and we're here at the Holden Centre and we believe Collingwood's next home game next week might also be at the Holden Centre as well. So a couple of logistical things due to the COVID restrictions, but the biggest logistical thing is not having crowds but we are enjoying having you joining us on the WARF radio live stream the YouTube Victoria live stream and of course on Twitter and our social media channels so we're just going to wait for the players to get back into position in this second term it's definitely not the same without people here indeed but um, I'm hoping um, you know with with today being here you know on the live stream with the call today helping bring that to you helps take everyone's mind off what's been happening over the last few weeks here in victoria we're here to um you know bring that help bring that to you play a small part in that and uh yeah thanks for sticking with us thanks for joining us and before lauren border takes us away we looks like marla neal's back on the ground in great news but olivia Mar still getting some work on that looks like high upper thigh upper right thigh so she's been on that massage table all throughout the quarter time break she's just getting off it now we'll see if she can return to the field but either way the pies hold the lead here and lauren borders will take us away once we hear that lovely siren <laughs> so there's the air horn and it's king and gamble back in to get us underway for this second term on what's turned out to be quite a nice melbourne winter's day the sun just shining on olympic park and it surrounds at the moment so back in play in the middle of the ground both teams going hard at it Nearly looks like a stoppage, but again, just able to get it out is the dogs there. Nice tackle coming in strongly straight in the centre circle. Bring the ball to ground. It'll be a Collingwood free pinged for holding the ball. So it'll be Collingwood who are able to just quickly send that ball into the forward 50. They've got a chance here with Newman. She runs onto the ball and she's got a little bit of space here. So she weaves it towards goal goals. It won't make the distance, but there will be a mark. And Barnett taking again. the mark there was Imogen Barnett. So Barnett... We'll go for a second goal of the day and her 19th of the season. She's just on a slight angle, 15 metres out. So she shouldn't have too many dramas with this one, you'd think. The pie's kicking towards the MCG end this quarter. So Barnett takes her run in. She pops it on the boot and sends it nice and high and straight over the umpire's head. So that's Imogen Barnett's second goal of today. It's the pie's third. So 3-1, 19 they're leading the dogs 0-2-2. If you're wondering why we're hesitating on the scores, it's because we can't actually see the scoreboard. So we're doing maths here in our commentary box. Um, we're relying on the YouTube live stream as well. So bear with us. Luckily, you can see the scores on the YouTube live stream. So, um, yeah, that's why we're hesitating. But a good passage of play there um, by Collingwood, Katie Limbeski. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Imogen Barnett, so unstoppable in the air. Just takes the ball at the highest point. It's a nightmare for anyone when she gets that space where she gets one-on-one. -on -one. Beautiful kicking action as well. No problem at all. They're straight over the umpires. Had fantastic, uh, fantastic moment and fantastic goal for Collingwood there. So Tassari went to her in the first term, but we'll see what happens in this second term as Pritchard aims to get it back towards the Bulldogs' way. Still lurking in that centre square. Ricardo tried to get off the ground, but couldn't do so. Oh, sorry, it was... Mara, it looks like. Oh, no, she's still off. Anyway, ball's still in dispute. 
Just above the Bulldogs forward 50. Fitzgerald tries to go inboard, but it's a great defensive mark taken there by the Pies, and it's in the hands of Jasmine Ferguson playing at fullback today. Just has to do her shoelaces up. She'll get a chance to come back towards the MCG end of the ground. The Pies kicking towards the left of screen this quarter. She'll go for the long high kick and get it outside 50, and it's a great mark taken there by Michaela Cairn. She's come in leaps and bounds considering Shelley played footy about, only started playing footy about three or four years ago. And she gives it off to Xander on the outer side of the ground. Goes down the line but doesn't find her intended target, so the dogs will have a chance to try and rebound here. Just falls over the heads of all the players there through that kick. Trying to get it through traffic was Porter. Gave it to Velado. Now Reed. Just goes towards that set of square. A foot race is here. Collingwood will be in the lead, but the Bulldogs have help there. Purcell has to go off the ground. Tries to duck through a couple of tacklers. Luckily, she did get the ball away. Newman just fell out of her hands. Now the Dogs can get a quick chain of handballs here. Fitzgerald launches with the kick. Marshall with the big fly. Couldn't quite get there. Oh, sorry. That indeed was um, Ella Friend. And the umpire's called a holding free kick. It'll go towards the way of Collingwood. So... Bulldogs nearly getting that first goal of the day, but just couldn't get there in the end, Elise Collette. Yeah, they've had a few good opportunities so far, but yeah, just can't quite put it all together and get the reward. So it was a big fly from Friend there to bring the ball to ground, but just slipped over and couldn't quite do what she intended. So it'll be Jasmine Ferguson again, who this time, instead of the long bomb, she just stops for a nice little chip towards her teammate in Ricardo. So Ricardo right on the boundary line, on the half back line for the Pies. Sends it up towards King. King gets her hands onto it, but she couldn't take the mark. Newman's at the bottom of the pack there, and she flicks it off to O'Day, who flicks it off again to Abby Maloney. Maloney opts to go with the kick, and she goes high, trying to get it towards the pies. Forward 50. This is a chance here. It's in the hands of Xander, was it? No. Running onto it, though, was Alicia Newman again. And she'll see it over the boundary line. So it's bought the pies some distance and bought the pies some metres. So we'll have a throw in right at the left goalpost. It seems the Pies are getting above the ground a lot quicker than the Bulldogs are, Katie. What do you think is the key to that? Just that, that skill and in in the, like the speed of transition has been really good in you know getting themselves forward. Um, the defence is standing really strong. Um, going down the wing, getting that bailout kick has been fantastic for them and it's enabled them to make those quick transitions. So Bet's at the bottom of that pack there. She has to contend with Maloney on, on her back. And the umpire will ball it up. Olivia Mars still struggling with that thigh. Just speaking to the trainer and working out whether she can come back on for her team. Ball's back in play now. Dogs will try to get it out here through Gutnick. Goes for a long kick towards the boundary line, but it's way over out on the floor and onto the athletics track. Zerato yeah, did trying to find the space, but yeah, just couldn't quite pull it off in the end. So this gives the Pies another chance to go forward and extend their lead. So the ball will be kicked in straight into a pact. It's anyone's ball at the moment. Moving around there was King. King gets it and just bangs it on the boot. Goes forward, but it doesn't go to her teammate. Instead, it goes into the arms of the opposition. But the Pies are able just to stop any sort of run here and lock it in. And they lock it in completely to the point where the umpire will come in and throw the ball out right on the arc for the Pies. Gone into a bit of a lull at the moment, I think. Both sides just really, I think, just starting to flatten out a little bit. It's still at a decent t intensity, I would say, but it's just more finding that just that, that X factor, just finding that bit of space is just proving a little bit difficult for both sides at the moment. 
The ball's still scrubbing along. As Katie mentioned, it is a bit of a lull now. I think that three-week break might be getting to a few players. And But as we say, that Collingwood did kick a goal at the start of this quarter. So the momentum is with the Pies at the moment. Definitely the scoreboard momentum. Holding a 17-point lead. We're aiming to extend that lead here through a kick towards goal. A couple of players lurking, including Newman. He's already got one. Falls to the ground along with a couple of Bulldogs. Her fellow helmet buddy. And the ball will be thrown up just inside that forward 50 there for the Pies, who are looking dangerous. And we'll aim to try and get a score on the board here. So the ball will be thrown up. It's the Pies with a chance here. Very close to home for them. Fantastic tackle there coming from Abby Maloney just to pull it down, pull the ball into her side's advantage. And they're still locking it in here, the Pies. It's not clean footy. It's just rolling along the ground. Players scrapping for any piece of the ball they can get until the umpire comes in and we'll have a ball up 35 metres out from the Pies goal. Seven minutes gone in the second term at Olympic Park. So the ball will be thrown up. It's the Pies in the lead here, leading the Western Bulldogs and looking to add to that. They're ahead by 17 points in this match at the moment and looking to keep their undefeated run alive. As the ball moves back into the middle, ripping it out of uh, the ball there was Abby Maloney. She rips it out, she puts the hand pass across and the ball goes towards goals, but it hits the post. So we're the Pies extending their lead, but not by the amount that they wanted. So the Pies, 3-2-20, are leading the Western Bulldogs, just the two behinds. What did you think of that, Katie? It's a bit like um, the irresistible force meets the immovable object sort of things at the yes. moment. Um, science talk. A little bit, a little bit, but by no means am I a science major in any way or a doctor in any way. But, the yeah, Collingwood have been fantastic in the way that they've just been sort of drilling. They've been still trying to find their way forward, just still putting a lot of pressure on the dogs here. And speaking of drilling, Stella Reed just drilled a kick towards inside 50. Just missed Imogen Barnett, but was able to lay the tackle and hold the ball up. As we see, Brookhart streaming onto the field. I love that for an interchange bench player. Streaming on, keen and ready to go. Going to have to do a lot of work, though. They're still camped in Collingwood's forward 50. King won the tap out, but couldn't find a midfielder to get it to. The Pies here have a free player to run onto the ball. Bunker will go towards goal. It won't go out on the full, but it will trickle over the boundary line. Oh, it will go out on the full, in fact. So... Bulldogs with a chance to try and emulate that that high pressure play that Collingwood's been doing and getting up the ground really quickly. They'll have to go coast to coast here and get their first goal of the day, Lauren Borden. They sure will. So it'll be Tassari with the with the duty of getting the ball out safely from the Bulldogs' defence, and they've got it quite far up the ground here. They're starting to pull it away from the dogs' home, but coming in and swiping in there was Alana Porter, and she says, nope, we'll send it back to the Pies' way, but even her kick is just cut off by the dogs, and it'll be the dogs who again try and go again. Newman comes in to cut this ball off, and the Pies have a real chance here. Putting it on the boot was Michaela Can. Beautifully well-weighted kick there, and she'll find none other than Imogen Barnett. So Barnett will line up for her third goal of the day. She's already kicked two of the Pies, three for the day. I think the Dogs' defence are going to have to change something here because that's what Barnett's, what, fourth mark at the very least. So True. they just, they need someone. I don't know who. I'm open to suggestions. They need <laughs> someone to just stick to her and lock her down because she's just too much of an influence for the Pies at the moment. So Barnett's kick just goes wide, so it'll just be the one behind for the Pies. They'll still take that into a 19-point lead here at their home ground at Olympic Park. 
So it'll be the dogs now, but they've got a chance as they're streaming down the outer side of the ground, going for a little bit of run. This could be what the Bulldogs needed, is just take the ball and run until it goes over the boundary line. And the umpire will throw it in now 60 metres out from the Bulldogs' goal. And a much-needed reprieve for the Bulldogs' defence. They're just... Now's the time. Bulldogs got to get themselves on the front foot here. Got to get this stoppage. Need to get themselves further forward. Try to get the game back on their terms. They were hampered by that throwing. No ruck could get to it. Haas now have to go off the ground and try and get the ball. Was beaten to the ball by Marla Neal. And they'll have a ball up once again. So a couple of repeated stoppages here at Olympic Park. We've gone 10 minutes into the second term. It's Collingwood leading 21 to 2. Ball still scrummaging around on that outer side. Umpire's blown his whistle and called a high free kick. So one for the Pies here through Marla Neal, who did have a little bit of a jaw problem at the start of this game, but back on now. We'll go for the long down the line kick towards the outer side. A whole pack of players fly, but no one can quite get to the ball. Who's there for the Bulldogs? It's Pritchard. Gets the quick hands out. Now they have to swing around and come back through the corridor. LaGoya couldn't take the mark on that occasion. Has to go back and get it. Stella Reid tries to go off the ground. Now Porter with the short chip kick. Who's there? It's Ferris. She'll have to go towards the centre square on the, outer, on the broadcast side here. LaGoya with a bit of a run. She has to kick it straight away as she was under pressure. Found a good target here. It's probably a good chance for the Bulldogs. They'll go inboard now. Two leading targets there. None of them could get to it. O'Day just with the hat kick at a defensive 50 now. Newman running onto it here for the Pies. We know how lethal her leg speed can be. Just gets shoved out of the way by Brookhard. So Pritchard now with the kick it towards the inside 50. Who's there? It's Annabelle Scott. Goes for the centering ball and finds a target. So a chance for the Bulldogs here to kick their first goal of the day. And it'll be... Is that Ella Friend? It'll be Simone Rudin, in fact, lining up for her first of the day and for the Bulldogs first. Much needed one. And Simone Rudin hasn't missed a game this year. Do you back her in from here, Julia? I do, leadership group member. She knows how to stand up when it matters. Goes to the long high ball. So actually didn't try to go for goal in the end. Tried to get a bit more distance on the kick towards her teammate in Meyer. Fell towards the ground. Kicked the wrong, off the wrong side of the boot there was Ella Friend. Nearly got a mark there from Rudin once again. Purcell back there for the Pies. Got the quick hands away. Now Marshall will have to try and get this ball and keep it inside 50. Contending there with Xander. They'll have to keep trying to head forward here. The Pies with the Dogs have got that wall set back there. They'll come back in through the outer side and Hartwick's all on her own. We know how good she could be with the ball. She goes for a centering ball. Volano couldn't take the mark. This could be damaging here. Ruta ducks one way, ducks the other. Umpire didn't call holding the ball. Ball still in dispute here in defensive 50. The Pies are on the back foot. And Gutenek just fell in the back and undid all of the hard work of the Bulldogs. And it's going to be Olivia Maher who takes the free kick for the Pies. Good to see Olivia Maher able to get back out in the field. Sorry, Lauren, but yeah, good to see her back out on the field. So it's Ma back on. We know she spent quite a bit of time on the bench from that late latter part of the first term. So she's back on now, sends the ball out, sends the ball to her teammate in Caitlin Bunker, but Bunker's taken to ground, so the umpire will throw the ball up 
again, it's all been the Western Bulldogs in these last few minutes. They've really stepped up their game and it could be the Western Bulldogs again. So the ball will just go straight their way. The hand pass falls ably into the hands of Lily Condon, but she couldn't get it to a teammate. So the Pies had a chance to get it out and it was Ma who had the chance just to bang it, but her kick was smothered. So the ball will stay in the Western Bulldogs forward 50 as they keep pushing and pushing and pressing to get their first goal of the day. Taking the free kick, there will be Talia Meyer. So she's got players calling her name. She's got teammates wanting her to pick her. She heads it to a pack, so neither of the no teammates are able to get their hand on it completely. And it's the Pies who are getting there, getting first to the footy in some cases. But in this case, it was Talia Meyer, who again was taken high. And this is exactly what the Boston Bulldogs needed. They needed this free kick straight 30 metres out from goals, just on a slight angle but it should be one Talia Meyer could kick, you think? Brilliant, brilliant effort from her, head over the ball, getting there first, and the umpire's rewarding her for it, getting herself in that good situation. Really Look at the work on the goal, sorry to interrupt, but Sarah <laughs> King's just having a great old time on the goals. Look at her. Very inventive. Sarah King's enjoying the return to footy, and it might have put Meyer off, because that ball did not come off the boot correctly, so it was just flat and pops into the goal square. Not even scoring, as the Pies should be able to take this out of here, O'Day, with a good-looking kick that'll just bobble off the back of the pack and fall into the hands of Caitlin Bunker. So it's the Pies are moving quickly here. They've got a chance here. Moving up the ground was Imogen Barnett. She couldn't get her hands on it now as the ball just falls to ground and bobbles around a little bit with players going in to grab it. It could be the Western Bulldogs were able to pull this out. Lily Condon gets her hands onto it, but again, it'll just switch back into the hands of the black and white. So it's the black and white who could go forward here. The ball just sitting in the middle of the ground. Any possession not gaining many metres of ground at all. The ball falls to ground in the middle. Tackling in there. Western Bulldogs player might have been brought to ground. And we'll have a throw up right in the centre of the ground. About 14 minutes played in the second term. And we're enjoying having you company on the AFL Victoria YouTube live stream and WRF Radio. We love having Doug Herring on the coverage all the way from Colorado. Welcome to the coverage, Doug. We hope you're enjoying Danny Marshall's outing and we hope you're getting some sleep as well. I know it must be either early or late hours. I'm not great with my time difference, but either way, it's a bit of a different time in Colorado as it is here in Melbourne. And we hope you're enjoying the call. And we hope everyone's enjoying the call, obviously without crowds here at this game as the ball is thrown up once again. Can tried to win the clearance, but couldn't get a clean hand on it. Hartwick, though, did. Tries to get it off to a teammate. Just fell through the hands of Strahan. Ball still in dispute around that outer side. Hartwick got it back. Now can go towards inside 50. Didn't quite get the trajectory on the kick. And the ball will go over the boundary line for a throw-in. Undoubtedly, those five minutes were some of the Bulldogs' best in the game. This, uh, definitely of this quarter, at the very least. Really good pressure. Really good... Um, I guess the, they entered Ford 50 a lot better. The better spotting of opportunities took their time to spot up targets and spot up kicks. So they need more of that if they're going to have any chance of this to, uh, to win this. So Gamble picked the ball out from the throw-in, but it wasn't to be for the Western Bulldogs and it'll be the Pies instead who are able to just kick it forward and send the ball into what became a pack that the umpire will have to come in again and dissolve. So the umpire will come and throw in just on the outer side of the ground. The ball sent back up, bowls through quite a few players' hands off the top, but it'll be the Pies who win that little battle and send it towards Imogen Barnett. So Imogen Barnett, she might think that she's too far out to score, so she just looks out the back there and she looks to find Georgia Ricardo. Well-weighted kick there from the star, and she's found Georgia Ricardo. 
who was just floating at the back there and looking for that kick. So now she'll go for goal from 40 metres out. And she'll take her run in now and go for the Pies' fourth goal of the day. She sends it high, weaves it into the left. It starts right. She brings it left and she gets the goal. So it's Collingwood, 4-3-27, leading the Western Bulldogs, just the two behinds here at Olympic Park. Read the conditions perfectly. Bought the back, bought the bought the ball back off the breeze, and that's got to be disheartening for the Bulldogs. Put a lot of pressure on, and then Collingwood just showing that they can hurt you in those transitions. Still, selfless play. Of course, remember Image and Barnett to set up the opportunity in the mark there. Fantastic from Collingwood. And good composure there, Elise Collette from Georgia Ricardo. Just to go back, we've seen a lot of players sort of get a bit worried about the distance, but good composure by her to say, I've got this, ladies. Yeah, and it, it was interesting because it looked like it was going to veer right and go through for her behind, but whether it was the wind or I don't know what, but yeah, it was a great kick in the end and yeah, great reward. The magic of the footy gods. The ball's back in the middle now. Good neck on hands and knees, so was Cairn. Umpire's picked out a free kick. One last roll of the dice here for the Bulldogs. They've got a minute and a half to try and get their first goal of the day. Great smother there by Day on hands and knees. Ricardo, the goal scorer, right back into the action. Goes towards the forward line. James just with a nice tap through to Maloney. Couldn't find her though. Still around there inside 50 for the Pies. Can with the nice board in the direction of Barnett. Picks it nicely off the boot. Just has to soccer it forward to get it towards the goal. Nice spin move. Gets through one player, gets through the other. Has a stab at goals and kicks an absolute blinder. Collingwood are dominating here at Olympic Park Oval. They lead 5-3-33. The Dogs still on two points. And Barnett's got three goals in a half of footy, Katie Lambeski. Unbelievable. Unreal, unreal. Just a match winner, a game breaker on her day. And... It's really showing the difference now between these two sides. While they've been even in effort and they've been, e you know, even in that intensity, as the, sorry, the siren, I think it's a siren. Uh, the We're loving the siren here at Olympic Park Oval. Well, that was the siren. We have to c just compose ourselves just because we do get a laugh out of it. But the Pies, they come into this halftime with a very handy lead, 5-3-33, leading the Bulldogs, 0-2-2, a 31-point lead. Barnett with three goals, Newman with one, and Ricardo with two. Barnett scored two in that quarter, and Ricardo scored the other goal. So, Katie Lambeski, first half thoughts. What are you thinking? Um, yeah, outstanding. Collingwood are just showing just how professional they are, just that, that they have the ability to put teams away when they get those opportunities. You can't give them a sniff at all, and the Bulldogs just need to reassess, take the time to reassess, get your second win for the second half, try to work themselves back into it bit by bit, but yeah, Collingwood very, very clearly showing why they're contenders and why they're the undisputed favourites heading into finals. And Elise Collette, some thoughts from you and some around the ground uh, scores as well. Just get the around the ground scores up. I'm turning my phone off to, to save some power. And just <laughs> firstly on this game, I'd, if I was in the Bulldogs camp in particular, I'd be feeling very frustrated at the moment because definitely, particularly that second quarter, they had great opportunities uh, in their forward line, great spacing, great... Uh, target hitting like Katie was alluding to earlier but they just couldn't convert they just uh, fell apart five ten meters out and um yeah they just couldn't um yeah, couldn't make the most of the opportunity and at Box Hill Oval it's Geelong 3-6-24 Hawthorne have finally scored but it's only the one goal 
So a couple of close games here in our VFLW Round 13 clashes. You're joining us here at Olympic Park Oval on WARF Radio and the YouTube AFL Victoria live stream. It's Julia Montesano, Lauren Borden, Katie Lambeski and Elise Collette. And it's the Pies leading by 31 points at the half. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Been playing for a while. Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. It's Adamir's winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. If you've had something stolen or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. 
We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. It's women's back to Olympic Park Oval for the clash between the Collingwood Magpies and the Western Bulldogs in round 13 of the VFLW. Wow, that season's gone fast. It's the Collingwood Magpies leading 5-3-33. The Bulldogs are two points at halftime. We're waiting both teams to come out. For now, you're with Julian Montesano, Lauren Borden, Elise Collette and Katie Lambeski on WARF Radio and the VFLW VFL YouTube live stream. As always, feel free to tweet us at WARF Radio. We're loving hearing
hearing your thoughts on the game and and where you're watching in from. We've had someone from Colorado, so try and beat that if you're on the if you're on the coverage. But we are enjoying having you um, virtually, even though we can't have you here at the ground. But um, Katie Lambeski, what some great early um, signs from the Pies. Obviously, they're continuing as they left. What's what would Chloe McMillan be saying to her troops? I mean, is it much of the same? Yeah, yeah. I mean, indeed. I mean, begin. What was that saying? Like begin as you mean to go on yeah. I think ultimately um, they're in charge of this they will determine I think if they if they come out the same way if they put in that same sort of effort which we have no reason to doubt them about at this point um, they should see this one home they should but it's a bit too early for that but I think they have that ability they have the ability to put the, the, t- the game away pretty early in the third quarter if the dogs aren't careful and Elise what would Sean Kavanagh's message be to the Bulldogs I mean they've had a lot of the play in this first half but just couldn't get the score on the board yeah, I think I'd be very frustrated if I was in Sean Kavanaugh's position at the moment. And I think it, he'd probably just say to them, just keep looking for targets and trying to find the space and a good, clean possession. Because that passage of play in that second quarter, they were finding the space and they were hitting their targets really well, as opposed to just bombing it in, which they were doing in the first quarter. Unfortunately, they didn't quite get the reward for effort, but the signs were there. So if they can just build on that a bit and they've had a few good runs down the wing as well so yeah by no means are they completely out of it but if Collie would come out like they did and then the dogs don't quite match it could be a very different story but we're about to find out. We've already had one famous name say they're joining us on the coverage in Steph Kiochi and we've just seen Bridie O'Donnell has joined us for the coverage. So Bridie, we'd love having you here. Obviously you've got a bit of a foothold with both teams. I'm obviously having a bit of allegiance with Bulldogs and the Pies. So we hope you're enjoying the coverage and we'd love having you on board as well. And Lauren Border, as we see the umpires come out and get ready for the second half, what are you expecting in this half? Is it going to be more of the same kind of footy? Is the pace going to increase? What's kind of your thoughts on what we're going to see? I think it might be that the Pies get a little bit more of a free run of it. Obviously, they, they did really well when the Western Bulldogs um, had it in their forward 50 just to lock it in. And, I mean, the ball stayed in their in the Dogs' forward 50 for five, six, seven minutes, and they just locked it in and locked it in and made sure there was not even a score to be had from the Dogs. So I wonder if that might cease a little bit and probably well, the Western Bulldogs won't see as much of that play in their forward 50. That was an opportunity that they probably really needed to take and put on a goal or two in that uh, time period. So I think we might see Collingwood probably getting on a little bit of a, a run here and getting starting to hopefully open up the game a little bit and we won't have as many stoppages. And Katie, who are some players you've liked from the Pies so far? Yeah, hard to go past him and Jim Barnett, yep. really. It's, just, it's a half that was dominated, I think, by her. Whenever she got those opportunities, she just took them without, without much hesitation at all. Really takes the ball at the highest point. So it was a nightmare for defenders to deal with in the air. Great kicking action. Selfless, of course, set up Ricardo for that goal uh, later on in that, uh, sec- in that second quarter. So, yeah, hard to go past her at this point, I think. Um, yeah, team, the, the dogs are trying to battle to get answers for it, but there's just none coming, I think, at the moment anyway. And who have you liked from the Bulldogs, Elise Collette? Uh, there's a few names that spring to mind. Um, yeah, Britt Goodneck, I believe it was the second quarter, there was a, a smother that she did. It was very brave, and she got very close in, and it would have been very painful. So that kudos to her. Um, Danny Marshall down in defence. Her intercept and clearing kicks has just been absolutely brilliant. Um, so we go down the the list here. I'm trying to find the other name I had before. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was now. Oh, Maya. Yeah, her yep. work up forward, particularly in that second quarter, was really good as well. 
Is Marshall a player that you'd probably like to see go forward in this quarter, considering the dogs are really struggling to get a goal on the board? Is she one that you'd swing towards the other end? Potentially, yeah, but at the same time, she's been so good in that defence that it's almost a case of... just need of, to clone her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where I was going. Like, just Probably need so. to clone her and chuck the clone up in the forward line and you'd be sweet. But, yeah, I, either way, I think, yeah, she'd um, be very valuable at either end. Hard, to, it might say, be, hard yeah. to say, isn't it? She just offers yeah. you too much at either end. Yeah. So finding that perfect spot for her is just really hard. So it's a coach's dream, but also when it's against you, makes yeah. it a little bit tougher. Um, just put her where the ball's going. Yeah, exactly. The pro- yeah, the problem is if you do swing her forward, who fills that role in defence? So who's going to supply her that ball? Yeah, well, you don't know <laughs> can't, yet, so can't supply herself. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, I, I think if the dogs just take it minute, even minute by minute, contest by contest... Stay in the moment, try to win your one-on-one battles, try to win it in that moment. And, you know, ultimately that can build in winning you a quarter. Ultimately that can get you back into a game slowly but surely. So, yeah, just take it as it comes and, um, yeah, just be sure you can you stay in the game as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. And a couple of draft prospects out there. We've been keeping our eye on them all game. A couple of younger draft prospects. I suppose all these players could be draft prospects besides the ones who are already in. Uh, but Ella Friend, um, Lily Condon for the Dogs, uh, looking pretty good. And so are uh, Stella Reid and Eliza James. I've really liked her work. Um, just really clean around the ball. Talia Meyer, as um, as Elise mentioned as well, has been playing a really good game. So a fierce battle between these two teams so far is... Anyone revising their halftime tips, a.k.a. Lauren? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I might uh, maybe change that up a little bit and maybe go the Pies by 30 points rather than... Whoa, big turnaround. (laughs) The Dogs by three. That's a difference of 27, I think. It's always good when teams look great on paper and you think, geez, that's a good-looking side, but obviously it comes down to a lot more than just who you've got in the side. It makes sense why you went the Dogs originally because... They've definitely had their moments, but they just can't convert. And on the other hand, there is a reason that the Pies are on top and undefeated. Yeah. So yeah. Because the Dogs did. They had all the play in the first 10 minutes of the game and all the play for probably another six or seven in that second term yeah. and couldn't convert any of that to scores. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be sort of a, a do-or-die clash for the Bulldogs in a way because yeah. they're yeah. just hanging in on finals by a thread. And the Southern yeah. say it's a Carlton to play each other tomorrow. So one of them will obviously get a win, unless it's a draw. <laughs> I always, always say that. Yeah. So... The Bulldogs really yeah. need to lift in this second half if there any chance of playing finals, don't they, Elise Collette? Yeah, and with that uncertainty over next week as well, that plays an interesting factor as well because if the Bulldogs do lose today and depending on what happens in that Saints-Blues game tomorrow, they could be out and have no, no more opportunities to secure their spot. Yeah, they're going to be waiting on other teams' fortunes rather than their own. So a couple of interesting scenarios to play out. We're obviously seeing if Collingwood can go 13 games, wow, without a loss, which is unbelievable. They're looking really fierce at the moment. You can see them bumping each other on the warm-up. That's pretty intimidating if you're a Bulldogs player and looking at that and seeing how they go as well. But, um, yeah, a couple of interesting things from the AFLW girls as well. Who have you liked in terms of um, AFLW players on both teams? Um, so from, I guess, this end, I think Gutnek has been really good for the Bulldogs. I think really tireless in her in her efforts and just really, I think, leading the way for uh, the Bulldogs in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately from Alicia Newman for Collingwood, I've really liked yep. as well, who's been just a live wire up forward, always trying to make things happen, you know, whether she's trying to win the ball back or, you know, firing, firing, 
finding the gold. Words are hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the, those are the two that I think are really standing out, particularly in those first two quarters. A couple of the young Bulldogs in particular have impressed me so far. Sarah Hartwig. Yes. I'll start with Sarah because yes. particularly in that first quarter, she was trying to build the wall. I don't know if it was you, Julia, or Lauren that said building the wall on her own. Um, <laughs> but yeah, her defensive work, particularly around, uh, around the 50 there, has been very good. And although I'd love to see, to see more of it, uh, I've really been impressed by glimpses of Gemma LaJoya. Just her pace through the middle has been really good and trying to find and create those those options for the dogs. I, I've, I've seen plenty of her and I've seen how good she can be. So if she can yeah, show that more and yeah, just try and keep creating those opportunities, yeah, we might start to see something for the dogs. So we're getting ready to come back into the second half of the clash between Collingwood and the Dogs. It's Collingwood leading by 31 points. And as the umpire waits everyone to get in their positions, Lauren Borden is going to take us away. So it's the start of the second term at Olympic Park. It's the Pies with a handy lead of 31 points coming into this second half. Five goals in that first half to the Bulldogs, who were yet to score their first goal, just the two points for the away side, travelling out to Olympic Park as the game gets back underway. And in the main theme of this game, taken to ground there for the Dogs was Isabella Pritchard. So it means we'll have a ball up straight in the middle of the ground, right in the centre circle where there's a bit of mud around on what is mostly a pristine ground, though, at Olympic Park. So the ball just rolls out there. It's good neck to pushed it along the ground and tried to roll it to her side's advantage. It didn't do much. It went into the hands of Collingwood instead, but it'll be uh, um, incorrect disposal. So instead, it'll go to the Dogs again. So Hardwick had the ball sent it forward uh, towards the outer side of the ground so into a bit of a pack on the outer side of the ground players just jump on each other and jump in together and we'll have a throw up right on the outer side of the ground on the corner of the square so it's the pies going towards the Yarra River end this quarter so it's the right of your screen and the Bulldogs going left of screen towards the MCG end. It's coming to the right of the screen now as Collingwood won the clearance out of that little stoppage. The Bulldogs are going to try and bring it back in there now through Fitzgerald. Goes long down the line towards the outer side. Try to get the ball there was Ella Friend. Coming back into the side today. Coat went back in bought to Gamble had to get it away quickly. Did it get away quick enough? Collingwood get an advantage here through holding the ball. Coming back through the corridor. Abby Maloney just slipped over at the wrong time. Caused the turnover back to the Dogs. Newman met her opponent with ferocity there, but the Dogs were able to still get it away towards their forward line. This is a good chance then to score. They've got a couple of players out free. Lagoy has got the leg speed to run onto this one. Has she got the precision to kick it towards goal? No, it went out of bounds instead. So a throw in there in the Bulldogs forward half and a chance for them to get their first goal of the day. But a good bit of running there by Gemma Ledgoya, Elise. Yeah, she, she found the space really well and used her pace to her advantage. She was unfortunately just at a bad angle where she couldn't quite kick the ball back in and, and get the goal. But promising signs here for the dogs so far, so far this quarter. So umpire gets re ready to throw the ball back in deep in the Western Bulldogs forward. 50. At the bottom of the pack there was Neil Marler. So the Collingwood player is just taken straight down to ground and hands the ball straight back to the umpire who throws the ball up again, getting the tap out there. It was Rudin for the Western Bulldogs. But yet again, the ball just makes its way straight to the bottom of the pack, which it's had a tendency to be doing today when the umpire will throw it up again. 
So the Western Bulldogs in a must-win clash for their side seasons. They're sitting sixth at the moment and they'll need to win, you'd think, both games just to assure themselves of getting into the VFLW finals. They've got Southern Saints and Carlton at their heels and they'll be playing tomorrow in a clash. And then North Melbourne still in contention as well. So the umpire throws the ball up after yet another stoppage. And it's a bit of a steam train that comes in and hits the Western Bulldogs player. And she'll get a free kick for this. So we'll break up that line of stoppages. And it's gone into the hands of Talia Meyer. So the young gun will have the ball here. She's done a lot of hard work to get to this point. She's done plenty of the hard yards for the dogs today in what's been a tough first half on the scoreboard, though they've been playing some good footy at stage. This is so Meyer puts it on the right boot. Won't make the distance. It'll pop up to the pack there. And it's the pies at the back who are able to bring it in. Getting in their hands on it was Matilda Zander. And the pies will come out on the broadcast side of the ground. So it'll come into the middle of the ground and it'll go into the hands of Imogen Barnett. So Barnett will take their hand, take the mark right in the middle of the ground and she'll play on and try and get her side forward. She likes to go through the corridor, gives it off to her skipper in bunker. We'll go long down the line. Joanna Lynn's there. We'll have to do a bit of running to get at the back. She's got the leg speed. Got the goal? Absolutely! The Pies with the quick transition coast to coast. Joanna Lynn gets her first goal of the day. Gets the Pies' sixth goal of the day. They're leading 6 3 34, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I had to check. 6 3 39. The dogs are still 0 2 2. So one of the AFLW girls stepping up there for the Pies and a good goal from them and you'd just be screaming if you were Sean Kavanagh, wouldn't you, oh, Elise? Oh, 100%. The dogs are looking so good, but then the, that kick uh, kick for goal from Maya just fell short and Pye's great transition down the wing and, yeah, kudos to Joanna Lynn for getting the goal and extending that lead even further. We're seeing a lot of players get out the back in this quarter, Katie. What do you, what do you put that down to? Just the ability to work into space, knowing it's there and just trusting in each other's games, really, I think it is, to um, to leave that sort of space open, but also, you know, be able to get on the receiving end of that fantastic coast-to-coast -coast transition there by Collingwood, just putting a further nail into this game, nearly, nearly home, you have to say. So that was a quick goal by the Pies, and it's the Dogs now looking to respond. What can they do? They've got it into their forward 50. Really great smother there coming in. That'll just keep it for the Bulldogs in inside their forward 50 but again the pie is able to just start moving it around where they're taking high no the umpire will let it go out of bounds right on the half forward line there for the dogs just while well, we've got this quick stoppage just wanted to point out quick around the ground score the williamstown essendon game has started and williamstown have a one point lead over essendon which is Ooh. absolutely huge that will, just as we're talking about finals chances, everything comes in play in these last two rounds as the Bulldogs look to surge forward now and try to get a score on the board here. They're deep inside their 450, but Velado's got the cleanness to take it away. Gives it to Bunker, pushed as she kicks it, and it'll go right out on the full and trickle all the way towards the road where a couple of people exercising will go and grab that footy, <laughs> which we love to see. But... Umpire's just going to bring Fitzgerald back. She's going to get the kick in here. She's played pretty good, Fitzgerald, so far. We know how dominant she could be in AFLW level, and she's doing exactly the same at VFLW level. Brings the ball back into the from the broadcast side. 
Goes towards goal, Lagoya. She came out of nowhere. She could wheel around the body and keep the Bulldogs first of the day. It was accurate. Didn't have the distance. A couple of players there at the goal square. Fitzgerald got back there to help. Still trying to pick it up. Amar's there for the back as well for the Pies. On hands and knees, desperation stuff there to try and get it over the boundary line and out of bounds. They do, so Collingwood could breathe a sigh of relief there, but the Bulldogs definitely pushing, aren't they, Katie? Yeah, very, very good pressure there, but Collingwood just scrambling to get back and try to force a stoppage to try to, you know, win back possession there, but just really, really positive intent from the Bulldogs, which is what you want to see at all times. The Bulldogs, it stays in their hands and it'll give them a chance here to have another shot at goal but instead Lagoya is just brought straight to ground and the umpire throws the ball up straight away just to get the play moving again. So again it's in and around there for the Bulldogs. Fitzgerald's got her hands on it. She can't do anything with it and work any magic around before the dog uh, before Collingwood are able just to move it outside but again it's locked and stopped along that half forward line for the dogs. So they're doing a great job here just of stopping Collingwood getting that run because we've seen what they can do when they get the ball and move quickly. Yeah, it was a great um, intercept there from Elise Gamble because although she didn't quite take the mark, she stopped that run from Collingwood and and brought about a stoppage. So still hanging around this broadcast swing. A couple of players fly at the footy. Tassari on hands and knees trying to get the ball out of Lala Neal's reach. Neal manages to get a handball out but early does go as far as Tassari. The kick was well short of her intended target. Hallett on hands and knees there for the Pies. Spot her with that long tattoo sleeve. Former BNF for the South Morang Footy Club. We're loving seeing local footy players getting a chance to play at the higher level. As the Bulldogs try and win the clearance on this occasion. Great pick up there from Annabelle Strahan. Gets it towards the forward line. No player there really led at it. And the umpire's picked out a free kick. It'll go towards the dog. So a good chance for them here to try and score a goal. It's in the hands of Ella Friend from the GWV Rebels. Goes towards the goal square. Nearly a mark by Rudin. Just dropped it in the end. Ferguson got the quick handball out to Porter. Kick was smothered. Still there for the Dogs. Another smother. Some great forward pressure here by the Dogs. They're desperate to get their first goal of the day. Who can run onto it now? There's a couple of players hanging around the footy. Pritchard take it to ground. May not have had it. She'll try and bring the ball back in and try and get it out as she does. A lot of players hanging around this contest and the umpire will eventually break it up. The Bulldogs have got a hot chance here to get their first goal of the day. So we're heading towards the halfway mark of this third term. Again, the play just locked inside the Bulldogs forward 50 as they look to do something with it and put on another major for the day. Or put on their first major of the day would be a good start just as well. So it's just locked in there. So they're doing a great job to keep it in there, but those chances to get the score just haven't been forthcoming for the Bulldogs. So the umpire will throw it up and will go into the hands of Pritchard here, who's got a chance. She sends it towards the goal, but it looks like it'll just be Lynn for the Pies, who's able to clean it up, and she just sends a clear and kick out to the top of the 50, taking a nice mark there as Matilda Zander. And she'll give the Pies a little bit of a chance to move forward. With no one forward of the ball, she's just giving them a chance to run away from the ball and be a lead, but instead, despite the leads, it's gone into the hands of Annabelle Strawn for the Western Bulldogs. So again, it's a chance for the Dogs, who'll send it into their 50, goes high and it goes to the pack. So it'll just be brought to ground with players trying to get rid of it. Xander got a hand pass away to Lynn. Lynn sends a flick across to her teammate, who just goes for a short little kick that was barely 15, but it'll be paid. And it'll be Kalia Haslam who'll be able to take Collingwood forward. 
So Haslam looks to go inboard to go forward. Dangerous kick back into the corridor, but King's good enough to mark it. We loved her goal line antics in the second quarter, bouncing around like a little wiggle. She goes towards the broadcast side of the ground. Ricardo did well to evade her opponent. No one knew where the kick was going there. King had to go back and get it. Chance here for the Bulldogs, but Gamble is stopped in her tracks by O'Day, who's been ferocious for the Pies. And we'll take her to ground once again. How important is it having that player that just takes everyone to ground, Katie, is really ferocious with it? Outstanding tackle, outstanding work there by O'Day. She's been bringing that same effort, that intensity all game. Really, really strong in the contest for Collingwood. So just that same trend, it. though, isn't it? Yep. Just Collingwood just continuing to get on top. Collingwood, whenever they find, you know, when they find a way out, they find that transition, they find that ability to put the pressure right back on the dogs who've just unable to find that opening at the moment. Still closed footy at the moment, as Katie was saying. And another stoppage will be had in the centre square of the ground. Just Repeater stoppages are not going to work for the dogs. How do they get? How do they get past that? How do they kind of break free from this little deadlock, Elise? Uh, not an easy proposition, but I just space would be my one suggestion. If they've just got to try and get away from their Collingwood defenders and just try and find that good option, almost so like that. Gamble received the free kick and she gets a lot of distance with it and it goes into her sides forward 50 but it's Collingwood who are able to clean up here and just directly get it out of the way the ball won't move as cleanly as Collingwood would have liked but it will move quickly we know what they can do when they move it quickly so it was well done there by Isabella Grant for the Western Bulldogs who just cleanly picked up a loose ball and she was able to get it to her teammate in Naomi Ferris so Ferris this time they'll opt to go for some of the short kicks instead of the long bombs it again doesn't quite work and it'll be cleaned up by the Pies and Caitlin Lee so she'll get it to the outer side of the ground and it'll be Velado again so she spots a teammate who can't quite hang onto it and in the middle though instead it'll go but Marlon will be able to collect so it'll stay in the hands of the Pies although they can't make much ground of it might be the dogs who just send it forward and try and gain some ground for their way as it twos and froze a little bit. So the dogs will again get yet another inside 50. So they'll get it inside inside the 50, but what can they do with it? That's what they've been struggling to do all day. And they'll have a chance here just to reset and get their structures right with the umpire to ball it up right on the half forward line for the dogs. So is Ella Fred at the bottom of that pack there? She's been pretty lively all day for the dogs, doing everything she can to get a score on the board. Gamble's been solely to the ruck. Tries to get the tap down to her midfielder. Umpire's not sure where the ball is, neither of the players. They're just jumping all over it. And now we'll have a ball up. And another one that's been... We spoke about Stella Reed before being at the bottom of the packs. Another one there is Brooke Hards. He's just at the bottom of everything as well, going in hard and being first at the footy, which is really impressive. So another ball up. Still inside, just outside the Bulldogs forward 50, I should say. Ball's bobbling around. It's a hot contest. The sun's just come out for us as well to match the hotness of this. Grant lurking. Be a bit quiet this corner, but Collingwood have not. They've continued on their merry way. Maloney's going to go inboard. Marshall's been great in defence, but the ball went past her on that occasion. And Maloney just held on to her opponent for too long, and the ball will come back to the dogs. They get to come back out through this broadcast side. Let's go down the line. Goodneck was there. We know how impressive she's been. Smothered there by... Ferguson, who's come all the way from fullback up to the forward line. Imogen Barnett's there, but Danielle Marshall running back with the flight of the ball took a goal-saving mark. And she's proving she's still worthy of an AFLW spot. Comes out towards the broadcast side.
Goes long and high. There's a couple of Bulldogs players free. Couldn't read the ball properly there. Grant tries to get the handball off to Hards. Hards just trying to smash her way through the tackle, but it's going to be a ball up on the broadcast swing. And we're talking about Danielle Marshall all game. She stepped up at the right moment, Elise. Oh, 100%. That was an absolutely brilliant mark. And the Bulldogs don't take it. I hope someone from, say, Geelong is watching because <laughs> she, she needs another contract somewhere. So Caitlin, Caitlin Lee swept through to grab that ball and she's sent it forward. And at the bottom of the pack was Caitlin Bunko who was able just to push the ball out to the side. She gets it to her teammate in Haslam, but it doesn't go much further than that before the umpire comes in to throw the ball up with the pies kicking towards the Yarra River end of Olympic Park. O'Day just gets the ball to boot and it'll go further forward, but picking it up and cleaning that up will be Grant for the Bulldogs. So she'll send it onto the outer side of the ground where she's got Hartwig running onto it, but can she get there in time? She can. She'll pick up and deliver and send it on the boot to the top of the 50. Two Collingwood players spoil each other. One of those was Alana Porter, so she picks it up. But it'll be the dogs who can pull it back here and they'll send it into their 50 again. They couldn't get first use of the ball, though, so that was went to the Pies, who have been a little bit quicker all day and a step ahead running on there was Imogen Purcell so it'll be Purcell for the Pies as the Pies look to make their way along the outer side of the ground they did it nicely until again it was uh, just knocked off there by the Bulldogs and Amanda Tassari just bringing the ball to ground and stopping that chain of kicks that the Pies were having so this time it'll be the Bulldogs and they've got a chance here they've just pushed it into their forward 50 and the mark's been taken there by Talia Meyer. Talia Meyer spots a teammate pinpoint pass and she's found the hands of Isabel Pritchard. That's just, that's the kind of pinpoint accuracy they've kind of been missing all day really. Yep. But it, um, yeah, if you, they get more of that they would have had a better positioning, they would have had better chance to make the most of more of their opportunities that they've had. But yeah, great mark from uh, Pritchard and uh, hopefully for Bulldogs fans, she can finally get a goal on the board for them. So Pritchard goes in. The Dogs looking for their first goal of the day. It's low, but it'll do the job. So the Dogs, more than 10 minutes through the third quarter of this round 13 game, will get their first goal of the game. And that'll bring their total score to one, two, eight. So it's also their first score since the first term. So one, two, eight. They're trailing the uh, Pies, six, three, 39. A lot That's of work to do, but some great, great work there by the dogs to finally get some reward for effort, Katie. Indeed, indeed. Talia Meyer putting on a mountain of work up forward. Really, it's just been that crucial link up that they've been, that they've been really missing. Just they've been really selfless and, and really aggressive in the way that she's played today. Fantastic setup, fantastic pass there to, you know, to get on the board to help well, her side get on the board at least, but. Need more of that. Need more of that. I think should has to be the messenger from Sean Cavanaugh as we near three-quarter time. So we are nearing three-quarter time, but the Pies still have unfinished business. They've still got to win this game. Newman got the clearing kick out to the broadcast side. Neil dodged one, dodged the other. Now gets the handball out to her taller targeting King. Fell on her feet and so struggled to get down and get it. Grant aiming to go back inboard for the Dogs. Reed just bounced off her chest and will have to go back and get it. Scott's hot on her heels there for the Dogs. And now O'Day will be wrapped up in a heavy tackle. Getting back, I guess, what she's been dishing out this whole game. The nice little dump at the end. As the umpire comes in and balls it up just outside this set of square. 
Rudin getting a turn of the ruck this time. O'Day tries to do dodge one player, gets it to Neil, who's just been bullocking through everyone today. But her opponent couldn't get past the Bulldogs and just got high in the end. So the Pies will come out here. They go towards the forward line. Can they get one more goal before three-quarter time? Look who it is taking a mark going back with the flight again. It's Danielle Marshall. Now she comes back in through the corridor. Just dropped the mark there was her teammate. And now everyone's on splayed out on the ground trying to get the ball towards their side of the ground. But Danielle Marshall stepping up once again. She's had a big third term, Elise. Absolutely. We're talking about how, how good her first mark was. That second one was even better, I think. It was just that little bit more complicated, a bit of twisting as well. And I repeat what I said earlier. If uh, someone from Geelong isn't watching, they'd better be watching now. <laughs> so what can Marshall do as the ball's just propelled into the Pies forward 50? This time it'll be a teammate who's able to bring it out. And it'll be the dogs maybe able to get on a run here. No, no free kick there. So it'll be Ferguson from the Pies who's able to get the hand pass away. But again, it'll go back to the opposition and Lagoya got a nice little hand pass out to Maya. Maya sends the kick inboard and she sends it again to Pritchard. Pritchard's kick doesn't come off the boot the way she would have liked. Doesn't even score. It'll be floating towards the boundary line as the three-quarter time siren, if you'd call it a siren, rings out here at Olympic Park. The ball just gone over the boundary on the outer side of the ground from Isabella Pritchard's kick. And at three-quarter time, it'll be the Pies 6-3-39, leading 1-2-8 against the Western Bulldogs. A 33-point margin here being taken into the final quarter. What did you think of that quarter and the Western Bulldogs getting their first goal, Elise? Yeah, huge sigh of relief there for anyone in the Dogs camp after uh, Pritchard's goal there. But that last little passage of play... I don't know if the umpire called play on, but I think Pritchard should have just stopped and gone back and kicked it because yeah, you just need that moment to compose yourself and just breathe, <laughs> which is, as a forward I can tell you, is, is often very helpful. But yeah, um, it was a lot better from the dogs that quarter. A lot of opportunities just, I, yeah, it's just frustrating uh, for them because they've had so much of the ball and then yeah, they just couldn't convert until that goal finally came through. So goals in that quarter, one apiece per side. It was Joanna Lid for the Pies who got on the board and then Isabel Pritchard got on the board for the Dogs, their first of the day. They need a lot more of those if they're to contend with the hot pies here at Olympic Park Oval. Blow the sound effects. Yeah, that's right. Let's do it. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this here for the third ter fourth term at Olympic Park Oval. It's Collingwood 39, the Dogs are 8. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. 
Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today, we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Pick Park Oval for the clash between Collingwood and Western Bulldogs in round 13 of the VFLW. It's the Pies who hold a 31-point lead at three-quarter time. We've got one more turn to play, 20 minutes to go for either side. It's Collingwood going towards the MCGN and the Bulldogs going towards the Yarra River end. I've got Lauren Borden, Elise Collette and Katie Lambeski with me. I'm Julian Montesano. And Katie, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on what Sean Kavanagh will be saying in this huddle. Is it a matter of what you were saying before, going contest by contest, or is yep. it a goal of how about we try and actually win this quarter? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, they just, in order, I think, to win, they do have to stay in, in these moments, stay in the contest, try to take it play by play by play by play and you know whittle away I think at Collingwood time might get the better of them but I don't think the way that they're using the ball is, has done them enough favours I think Talia Meyer has been a sort of um, a lone hand but I think the message has to be look let's win this quarter at least let's take something out of it win this quarter see where it gets us and yeah ultimately I think it's just uh, I can't see how they get on top here. I, of course, that can't be the message from Sean Kavanagh at all, but it's more about being positive, more about being proactive and, um, you know, taking the time to find your player in space when you have the ball, particularly when going forward. Quick around the grounds update as well. It's Hawthorne 13, Geelong a 30, so they've got that game pretty much on their terms. But the other game is what we're more intrigued by. It's Williamstown 7, Essendon 9. So really close call there in terms of that game on who could win that. It's very tight but the Bowens have been playing some good footy this year, so we'll see what happens there. But this is the game we're focused on right now. When, um, Elise, what about the message of Chloe McMillan? Is it, like I said at halftime, much of the same thing, or is it let's try and get a percentage booster here? Let's really try and run these girls to the ground. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if percentage booster will, will be the key because they're in such a good position already. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess yeah, just perfect the systems and just, yeah, maybe more of the same because... Yeah, they've been they've been getting good runs, particularly um, against the flow. So yeah, I guess yeah, maybe just try and 
make sure their systems are, per are perfect um, because they've got finals just around the corner and they you have to play at your best in order to do well in finals. It's a finals audition for the Pies here and a finals do or die clash here for the Dogs. So a couple of different scenarios but a couple of different things at play. There's so much action here at Olympic Park Oval and we're loving having your company on WRF Radio and the VFL and VFLW YouTube channel. Tweet us as always at WRF Radio. Let, let us know what you think of the coverage and where you're tuning in from. Obviously no crowd here at Olympic Park Oval. We'd love to have you down and hopefully we can get you back next week and from finals and beyond. We'd love to have a chat and talk some women's footy because we're excited about what's to come for this, this competition this season. It's the Pies who are undefeated and they look like they're going to continue that streak as we get ready to begin the fourth term and Lauren Borden is going to take us away once everyone's in their positions. So it'll be the pies kicking to the left of your dial and towards the MCG with the dogs going the opposite way and going towards the Yarra River end for this final quarter of today's round 13 match as the umpire holds up the ball to get play started for the fourth term. It'll be Gamble and King in there in the ruck. King gets the tap out and gets it down to the ground but not to her side's advantage instead it'll go potentially into the hands of the Bulldogs but the ball will be wrapped up straight away and we'll get yet again all that pressure coming into a ball up just seconds after we started play in this fourth term. The umpire will throw it up and the two rucks will go battle. King again gets the tap out and tries to send it her side's way but it goes back the other way. It goes through the legs of two players including Lagoya, who goes after her own ball and she gets a bit of a hand to it but it doesn't go to her side's advantage. O'Day's able to hold on to it but she's taking to ground the moment that she gets hands on the ball and it'll be the umpire again swiping in here to throw up the ball on the half forward line for the dogs. A lot of love there for Talia Meyer. One of the smallest players on the ground taking down the menace in Ebony O'Day. The Bulldogs bench certainly love that. They've got to continue to do more of that if they're going to get within close range. Gutnek, another player who's been really good, lays a strong tackle on Purcell. And we'll get another ball up just outside the Dogs' forward 50. Gamble and King have been going at it hard all day. Newman tried to get the clearance, but another solid tackle here from the Dogs. The bench is up and about. So is Nathan Burke too. He's playing a big role there off the bench. Of course, the AFLW coach. So back in it again. Collingwood with the clearance this time through Purcell. Bunker went straight to the hands of Tassari. Tassari will come back towards the broadcast side. Lagoya takes a strong mark against O'Day. She's been lively O'Day, just hasn't been able to stick those marks. So we'll see if her luck can change in this fourth term. One of the AFLW listed players here today. Goes down towards the broadcast side. Kicks to another AFLW listed player in Maloney, but not the one on her team. So Maloney will get a chance now for the Pies to come back towards the MCGN. O'Day has got the custom socks up. Very old school, but gets a 50 because Brookhardt encroached the mark there. So the first 50 metre penalty of the day. Bad communication there from the dogs because Gamble's on the mark and then Hard. Like, I don't quite know what went down there, but, yeah, she should have realised that the mark was actually several feet back, and, yeah, just bad communication. So it brings O'Day within goal-scoring range here. We know she's got a good kick on her coming across from the Sample W, which is an emerging league in itself. We're loving seeing what the Sample W is doing as well, really in contention with the VFLW is one of the best state leagues in the country. So she's been a pioneer of that league, and she's... Lining up for her first goal of the day in VFLW. About 40 metres out. 
comes in now for a kick. It looks pretty straight off the boot. And it sails right over the goal umpire's head. So Ebony O'Day gets her first goal of the day. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to play that sound effect again, aren't I, Pete? <laughs> so, so, yeah, she gets her first goal of the day and it gives the Pies a 7-3-45 to a 1-2-8 lead. But Ebony O'Day, she's been promising all game and she probably deserves that. She's been really stepping up as each quarter's gone on. Yeah, and her, her tackling pressure's been absolutely immense and... Yeah, it's always, always nice when you've played a good game and a goal's just the, the cherry on top of the cake, so to speak. Yeah. Exactly. Just has been so so important. And just been one of those players who's um, contributing each yeah, week. Absolutely. Such an even level of contribution across the yeah. team as, as a whole to Collingwood. And you can definitely see that's been the backbone of today's performance and you know the season as a whole. Yeah. And that goal was also a bit against the flow as well because the dogs were pressing, but then, yeah, one into the... Uh, one, 50 metre penalty and uh, goal to the pies again. And it was O'Day, the goal kicker, who just ripped it out from the centre of the ground, got the clearance and got it directly into the forward 50. Spotted a teammate and hit her up. And so we'll have the pies going for another kick on goal as they look to make it the biggest margin of the day. The kick goes up and it's high and it goes straight Whoa. through the middle. Beautiful kick there. It was Caitlin Bunker, the skipper, who got that goal. Kicked a real captain's goal in the last turn there. She sailed that one through from long distance as well. Usually, as we've been saying, the players just hesitate a bit from about 40 metres out, but she took it in her stride, got the captain's goal, and extended the Bulldogs' lead once... Uh, the Collingwood's lead once again. 8-3-51, can you believe it, to 1-2-8. Joins O'Day as the goal kicker of the term does Bunker. So... A good captain's goal there, and the Pies are really well and truly running away with this one, aren't they, Katie? Too good. Too good. Just even then, they just take the ball forward, no problem at all, and just showing why they're by far and away the best in the competition. Outstanding to watch. So back in the middle now. Let's see if they can put a third goal of the ball and continue this pain here for the Dogs. They're going towards the MCG now. MCG end now, going towards goal. Bulldogs trying to mop it up in defence. Strawn on the outer side. Tries to kick it towards a teammate, but it's O'Day. One of the best of the day for the Dogs. Oh, keep, oh, for the Pies. I keep doing that. Said the wrong team. Said O'Day O'Day. So just ignore me. <laughs> As she goes back in now towards the corridor. No one home, and she kicks it directly to Fitzgerald. Turns it straight over. Fitzgerald comes through the corridor now. Gives the ball to Morrison, affectionately known as Elmo, as Barry Webster has told us on Twitter. Now goes towards the broadcast side. Who's there? It's Hallett in a foot race with her opponent. Trying to get the ball towards the Pies' advantage. Cairn now with the clean hands of the composure. Ricardo finds an outlet in Porter. Goes down the line for a nice, neat kick towards the goal kicker in Bunker. So Bunker. Goes towards inside 50. Where's Barnett? She's been one of the hot players for today. Finds Velado instead. Just flies in the air all on her own. Goes towards goal now. Can she find Barnett now? She might find something better. She might find a goal. I think it's just pulled up on the on the goal line though. We'll have a ball up. So very, very close call there for the Dogs. But great kick there from Velado. I think it was Newman chasing after the ball there and she's just hit the post at the very end. So it's the players are... Uh, going around her as the trainers make their way onto the field. Newman just eyes for the ball and it's just running to that post at the end. Something we never want to see. She's, she's 
she got out, which is which is always good to see, but if you're running back and you collide with the post, ouch. It's about all I can say about that. It's certainly not one of her best friends, but she's up on her feet, which is good to see. And it looks like play will go back on now. Yep. So the umpire will throw the ball up and we'll get play started very, very close to the Pies. Goals just metres away, so the Bulldogs are under a lot of pressure here to get the ball away. And it'll be Stran who's got a fair bit of that pressure coming her way as she gets hands to the ball, taken to ground, and we'll have another throw up. Still very close to that Collingwood goal. So the umpire sends the ball up high. It's taken to ground. Hample comes across. It'll go uh, into the hands of Neil. Neil will just try and get it away and it'll be taken into a pack again and we'll have yet another ball up as the ball doesn't move very far in Collingwood's forward 50 but positive signs of the pines, Pies, it stays there. So up goes the ball and the clearing kick doesn't go very far but it just gets it a little bit further away from the Pies goal until picking it up there was Ferguson for the Pies. So the Pies are able to go forward here and they'll have a mark taken inside their forward 50 they'll go for another chance at goal here. Looks like that's Michaela Can with the ball there. So Can, she's done some positive things all day today. Now she's got a chance to hit the scoreboard. A couple of VFL premierships to her name. She now plays and pulls on the, the black and white stripes. So she'll take her run in now for the Pies to just continue building upon this lead that just blows out in a similar way to the first match these two sides played this year when the Pies just blew out the margin in the final quarter and this kick doesn't make the dis distance but it'll fall towards a pack and the pack will then go to ground and the umpire will come in to sort it out. So still a chance here for Collingwood. By all means they can extend their margin once again. They're still hanging around that on the full point post though. And the ball's still in dispute around that area so Dogs need to get out of trouble. They're in the wrong side of the ground to do it. The Pies, though. Look at all the players around this footy. It's absolute mayhem. Everyone wants a bit of it. Everyone's trying to get their touches up in this last quarter. Everyone's desperate for the footy. You can feel the finals atmosphere already here at Olympic Park. As the ball still hangs around Collingwood's forward line. And it finally gets rushed for through for a point. And the Pies score their fourth behind of the day. They've been pretty accurate in front of goals. 8-4-52. Bulldogs 1-2-8 still. Ball comes back in though. A chance for Collingwood to stab the ball towards goal. Volano with the snap kick. Great intuition from her. She had a good snap at goal earlier on in the fourth term and this time kicks truly and extends Collingwood's lead once again. It's now 9-4-58 to the Dogs. 1-2-8. It's a Big, big margin, 50 points now. The Pies have blown it out to, but Velado's having a really, really positive fourth term. I saw her a bit earlier on getting some work done on her back, but she looks really free now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe just some of the, the catch up of the layoff, just sort of catching up with her a little bit, but yeah, Collingwood continuing to get the ball into space, continuing to make the most out of it when they do. The game sort of meandering along to its inevitable conclusion here, but Collingwood are just fierce. And any, I think there is anyone who's watching today, any opposition team, has to be seriously concerned and wondering how they find a, find a win against this side. It's just so well drilled across the board. 
So the margin has now grown to 50 points here. The biggest of the day, and it was the dogs who led just after scoring that first behind at the very start of the day. That's the only time they've led with Williamstown. Just to check around the scores, it's the Bombers 17 are ahead of Williamstown 13, 2 5 17, leading 2 1 13. Not long to go in the match. Ah, second quarter still. So they've started a little bit later than this. So still plenty of time, but the Bombers back in the lead here as they look to cement their finals position uh, as well. So the ball falling into the dogs, uh, the Collingwood's forward line. It's the dogs who are able to clear as well. Looks like it was through Meyer. Just the other around the ground score, it's Geelong 32 plays Hawthorne 26. Ooh. So again, the Pies have got a chance, and this time it'll be Ricardo, who's the player that puts that kick into the, the forward 50 for yet another 50 entry for the Pies. And this one's good. And this one will result in a shot at goal to be taken by Eliza James. So the Pies have just been pinging it in there for this final quarter and it's paid off for them. Plenty of marks being taken and James is the most recent one. So James will take her kick from 35 metres out. Very slight angle that shouldn't play too much of a part in the kick. She sends it high and it's going to the left and it'll go too far to the left as the umpire calls it a behind. So a behind to James there for today. Brings the margin out to 51 points. 9-5-59. The Pies are leading the Bulldogs 1-2-8. The Bulldogs do a lot better with this kick in than their last kick in as Marshall sends it high and long towards the outer side. Pritchard, their only goal kicker, was on the receiving end of that kick. On the receiving end of a bump was Scott, a fierce bump I might add too. Ball still in the corridor for the Dogs if they want to get their second goal. Spinning around in circles there was Morrison. Going towards the forward line now, Rudin had to come up against Reed, and then Porter came down to help. Reed able to mop up after she spilled the mark. Now the quick hands from Collingwood down the outer side. Alicia Newman wants to go for a run. Great to see her back up and about after crushing into that post. Ball still in dispute of the corridor. Now the dogs can come back inside forward 50. Caitlin Betts is there. Heavy collision there at the feet of Ricardo. Both players just slow to get up. Maloney though for the Pies. Sends it back towards the forward line. Hanging around there was a couple of teammates. Breaking it away fantastically with the Pies. Barnett, she's already kicked three today. Will definitely want a bag if she could get her hands and clean to it. Instead, unselfishly gives it to Joanna Lynn. Joanna Lynn kicks her second of the day. The Pies are on a roll. It's 10-5-65 to Bulldogs, 1-2-8. Joanna Lynn's kicked her second goal. An unselfish play there from Barnett to get it to her, Katie Lebeski. Exactly, exactly. Fed the pass through to uh, to Joanna Lynn just for the finish there, who's, I think, been really prominent in her in her own right as well. Just been really um, sharp around the contest, that sort of X-factor player, similar to what Newman has been providing as well. But, yeah, just complete performance. Barnett feeding off those opportunities, which you always want to see in a forward as well. Absolutely. As the game looks... Well out of reach for the Dogs. They've got about six minutes to play here to try and prove a point and get another goal on the board. But the Pies have a point to prove too. They want to go through the whole season undefeated and they're looking like they're going to do that based on this form as we're back in the middle now. Purcell getting a chance in the ruck and winning the tap out. Now she tries to get the clearance as well. Tackled by her immediate opponent in Gamble. Can. Goes towards the forward line. Lynn at the back. But now how dangerous she can be. She's got two goals already. Might join Barnett in getting three. Gives a hand pass off to a teammate. Can. Had a shot on goal earlier on. Goes for a long high ball towards the goal square. Did anyone touch it? It doesn't matter. It trickles through the boundary line anyway. Or for a point, I should say, anyway. So 
The Pies still hold a handy lead, 10-6-66. The Bulldogs are still sitting on 1-2-8, having not scored a goal or a point in this term. Tassari just managed to get a hand on that just to ensure it didn't go through as a major but what can the Pies do is it's just stopped along their half forward line here and they've got a chance to pull it back in but the ball at the moment on the ground at the bottom of the pack there is Hallett and the umpire will come in and throw the ball up on the outer side of the ground right on the 50 for the Pies forward arc so the ball will go up falls to ground running onto it was the Dogs who were just again taken to the bottom of the pack and we'll have yet another stoppage and another throw up via that tackle coming there from Caitlin Bunker, who just pulled her opposition to the bottom of the ground. So what can we do from here? Can we get the ball a bit more freely? The ball's just paddled along the ground and kicked along to some space. So we've got players running after it, winning that foot race there with her pace. was Alana Porter, who just sprinted onto that, gets the kick away to Lynn. Couple of goals for the day. Lynn, beautiful looking kick on her to just centering, center that ball. The snap here will come from Matilda Zander. And the snap will be good. So Matilda Zander with her first goal of the day. She'll put on the Pies 11th. So 11-6-72. The Pies are leading the Western Bulldogs 1-2-8. Jeez, this is just <laughs> becoming a blowout, isn't it? Yeah, party time for the Pies, I think. And yeah, not not quite sure what else to say. It's just uh, it feels sort of feels like the Bulldogs have stopped, but yeah, at the same time there are definitely certain players continuing to to push and just try and and I don't want to say manufacture something, but yeah, haven't given up, shall we say, for the Bulldogs. It's a Collingwood's credit as well. They could easily take the foot off the brake and just get a bit of time to rest and recover, but they are putting the pedal to the middle. They've already scored five in this term. We've still got about four minutes to play. What can they do here? Newman with the clearance. Got a heavy tackle, but managed to get out of it. Still tries to hand it over to a teammate. The Dogs through Hartwick. Try to get the forward line. They got an awful bounce. Porter on hands and knees, sitting on her bum, trying to get a handball out to Ma. Players just fall over the footy instead. So it is trapped inside the Bulldogs forward line and perhaps one last chance for them to try and get their second goal of the day. It's King and Gamble about to do battle in the ruck. King wins a nice tap out. Over to Hartwick though. Lagoya tries to get the handball out. Tackled heavily. The Pies tackle pressure has been immense and it was Olivia Ma who's been attacking in that back line. A couple of bit of push and shove there as a player is down after that tackle, but able to get back up there was Lily Condon from the GWV Rebels. She's slowly getting to her feet now. So the umpire will send the ball up the dogs with a chance here just to get a little goal on here and get a little bit of reward for some of the effort that they've been putting today, although it has been a tough day, but it looks like it might be the Pies again. Clearing kick there coming from Abby Maloney. So she'll send it out there, but it'll be cut off by Isabella Grant, who's done some really great work in terms of cutting off the ball, which we know she does so well. But geez, the Pies are the top side for a reason. And this time they'll bring it back. And it'll be Michaela Can. So Can, she's looking for Lynn. Lynn gets her hands on it, but it slips through them. So it'll be up to Gamble of the Bulldogs to get the ball away. And she does flick off the hand pass to Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald sends it into the 50. But yet again, it'll be the, the Pies who are able just to cut that off. And this time, a little bit of remonstration means that the Pies will get the 50. But don't worry about that because there's a bit of a melee going on and there's plenty of heat. Not happy with that one. The Pies are starting to... Push and shove in there and amongst it is for the Pies is Abby Maloney. Abby Maloney's in there for the Dogs. 
There's hards as play continues on. We'll keep an eye on that. Starting to dissipate. That's the word. Dissipate. Um, dissipate. <laughs> <laughs> as the ball goes forward, it'll be still in the hands of the pies, though. So, this time it'll be Demi Hallett. She sends the ball, and she sends the ball this time into Collingwood's 50. But it's the dogs this time able to take the intercept mark. So they come in towards the corridor now. It's a dangerous option as there are a lot of pies in there. And Demi Hallett's able to wrap it up. But, Katie, I must say, Stella Reid in the back line's been phenomenal today. Those two little efforts were fantastic. During the under-19 champs and for the Oakley Chargers, she's played up forward and been dominant up there. But down half back, she's one to watch. Exactly, exactly. She's really been brave today in, in the contest, really competitive. Um, yeah, for, um, I mean, one of the better performers today, I think you have to say. For sure, as they've picked out a free kick here for the Dogs. Uh, just around the grounds, DeLong in a co tight contest, 4-8-32 to Hawthorne, 4-2-26. So more finals ramifications around the grounds. We'll get an update at Williamstown and Essendon very shortly too. As Maya was taken high, we'll get a free kick for her troubles. Half-time at Essendon, at the Essendon game. It's 2-6-18 Essendon to Williamstown, 2-1-13. So still close. The game's not won, though, by the Bombers. But down here, Collingwood have got a game to win, and they've just won it as the siren sort of sounds here at Olympic Park Oval. It's the Pies winning in huge fashion. 11-6-72 to the Bulldogs, 1-2-8. It was a clinical performance from start to end. The Pies led at quarter time by 11 points, extended their margin to 31 at the half time, 31 at three quarter time as well. And the final margin is just as big. I'll have to get my calculator out and do some maths to work out just how big it was. It was 64 <laughs> points as the maths just buries in my head lately. But goal kickers, there were plenty of them for the Pies. I mean, Barnett had three, Lynn with two, Ricardo, O'Day, Newman, Bunker, Velado, and Xander all with singles, whereas for the Dogs, Isabel Pritchard, the lone goal kicker. So final thoughts from both of you, Katie Lembeski and Elise Collette. Katie, we'll start with you. Ruthless, ruthless from Collingwood. Just from even in that final quarter, just dominated play. Just weren't in any mood to let up. They're not wasting any time getting ready for finals at all. And really put Bulldogs to the sword there. Just whenever the ball got into space, they inevitably won it. And they inevitably were able just to find an opening that way. And it was just a professional performance from start to finish, absolutely. Yeah, great, great performance from the uh, from the Pies there. They're undefeated and on top of the ladder for a reason. Well, one thing um, that should be noted, particularly for any nervous dog supporters <laughs> listening in, the big Collingwood win means the Bulldogs' percentage is, has taken quite a hit. We don't know the the actual figures yet, but it, before today, the Bulldogs' percentage was 80-something. So with the um, with Counting and the Saints on their heels, yeah all to play for next week hopefully. absolutely and Lauren I'm going to give you the hard task have you got a quick maybe not so much a 3-2-1 but some best players from each side that you like today um as I yeah just looking through the list here obviously we saw Image and Barnett kick three but I think I really probably mostly liked her for that kick that she went with uh, and she found Ricardo, and I think that was one of the points where that was just not, she's not just a goal kicker, that was a really smart play to kick it over the back, and obviously smart play from Ricardo to call for that. Velado did some great things, I think, um, particularly in that second half, just some really nice handballs through. O'Day was strong. Uh, Lynn was good in the fourth quarter. Obviously, there were quite a few. Newman, a lot of running going on there. 
Um, pl plenty of great players um, there for the Pies. Obviously, Neil just kind of rattling through the list, I guess. Dogs. <laughs> I know. You really, yeah, you really <laughs> could say everyone didn't play their role. <laughs> um, dogs, it's obviously a little bit harder, but I think players came in and out at certain points. Grant was obviously great along that half-back line, um, and she combined with Marshall brilliantly. That's what they need in defence, and you can't fault them for what they did. They did the very best that they could. Uh, but it was obviously difficult when you've got a barrage of ball coming in to you can only stop so much. My top, just butting in quickly, my top two for the dogs are definitely Marshall and Mile. Just the two I M's, M and M's. Yes, <laughs> M &M's. yes love that. Um, yeah, Marshall, her defensive intercepts was just brilliant. A couple of goal saving uh, marks there, and Myers work out the other end, just positioning, strong marks. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't get the goal on the board, but. If she had, she definitely would have deserved it. So as we wrap up here from Olympic Park Oval, a big win to the Pies. They continue their undefeated streak, 13 games straight now. They won over the Dogs, 11-6-72, the final margin, 64 points. It's been great to have your company on WARF Radio and the YouTube VFL and VFLW YouTube, on the VFL and VFLW YouTube channel, as well as Wharf Radio on Twitter. Keep tweeting us your thoughts about the game and the games to go ahead this round as well. We've got a cracking game coming up tomorrow between Carlton and the Southern States. We'll be covering that right here on WARF Radio as well. So make sure you tune in for that. Plenty to play for, but... As we depart, you. I'm Julia Montesano, Lauren Bourne and Katie Lebeski and Elise Collette. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you at the footy.